What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back once again, trying a new thing. We got Joel Haston from Pinup Productions with us tonight. Uh, you know, it's fucking cool to have somebody who, you know, I, I, actually we can get into it if you've ever been in bands and stuff like that. I'd love to hear about that. But it's somebody from outside of, you know, being in a band and in a, a different part of the music industry someone someone who's not a rocker i know what you mean <laughs> no you fucking rock dude Come on. <laughs> yeah dude live on youtube for the first time i know we didn't tell anybody about this it was kind of like a, a last minute deal uh joel said he was going to be live in, on his twitch going live on his twitch so what's up to joel cupcake live twitch fans as well which i, I think i'm live let me did i fuck that up <laughs> i don't know did you <laughs> oh my god i don't know did i let me look at my thing i think i fucked it up hold on <laughs> cool, dude. that's no problem dude dude but yeah so so tight, dude while you're doing that i'm just gonna keep going i'm gonna fucking say that this is fucking cool we've had this plan for a while to go live on youtube and uh you know like i was saying like this was a last minute deal um since he was gonna do this we were like you know what fuck it let's let's go for it and let's try it so here we are with you guys live on a thursday we didn't give you the preparation so there might not be as many people watching as we probably would expect if I gave you guys heads up, but you know, this is a test. So if it works out well for us, we will definitely give you much more of a heads up on the next episodes that we do this. Um, but yeah, Santa Cruz native, not native, but Santa Cruz uh, affiliate homie, Joel Haston. I, I technically am a native. I, I was born in at Dominican. Okay. Oh, that's, that's legit. Dude. It's a look. Yeah, that's look yeah, style. I'm, yeah. I'm, I but remember you guys talking about New Mexico and shit. So I guess you didn't start in New Mexico. Oh God, out. I have. That's a really fucking long story, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you were you, were you were born in Santa Cruz, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so all right. I so was, you are native. I was, I was correct. Born. I was born in Capitola. Uh, I lived in Aptos till we were like five. Um, then where the fuck did we live after that? I don't remember because I was so fucking young. Um, it was like Capitola and Aptos, and then we we lived in Watsonville till I was sixteen, and then uh, moved to fucking Live Oak. You know what I mean? The fucking Oak, did. Did um, you go to SoCal High? Right? Yeah, I went to SoCal saying? High. Yep. SoCal right here, dude. Nice. Yes. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! It's fucking. I always hated. I always tell people that dumb joke they always made at the pep rallies. We're like, what time is it? And then they do the stupid drum roll. It's night time because we were the fucking the knights. Nice. Oh, uh, it's like <laughs> you just that's fucking. Like all, that's literally the only thing I remember from high school. That's it. That's a crazy <laughs> memory you just unlocked, dude. I haven't thought about that in 15 years. Holy shit! Wow. Uh, I, I'm really sorry to fuck you up, Ben. I apologize. <laughs> I'm just going down the rabbit hole inside internally right now, dude. Dude, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. I, I'm I with wish it. I could remember our motto. I just remember Tiger Pride, T N Tigers. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. I remember, yeah. I remember the, the school song from my elementary school. What? That's how, yeah. Mar Vista, we love you. And all for, I don't want to go into it, but I remember it. Whatever drugs you're on, I need, because I don't remember anything <laughs> from that time in my life. So, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's certain, I, I remember actually, I was talking, I was over at Carrie's house last night, and uh, I was, you know, his kid is one, and I was like, I have a weird memory of being like one or two and being in the, like, my parents would put me in the crib to go take a shower and i was like cognizant of that i was like oh they're they're taking a shower it's time to that's go weird buses and shit i know just that's the only memory i have from like dude you know, i have a early, early memory too where because and my parents 
but made me realize how how young I was because I was like, I remember you guys putting me underneath the front of a, a boat, like where the driver would sit and the passenger would sit in this boat. There was a cubby hole underneath for like more storage. And they would put me underneath there to take a nap with like wet blankets and shit because or wet uh, towels because it was so hot and they'd keep me out of the sun. And then they were like, we sold that boat when you were like one and a half. <laughs> and I was Damn. like, wait, what? Damn. Like that's so that technically to me is the earliest member memory that I can find yeah. in my brain is being stuffed underneath a cubby hole of some <laughs> speed boat that my dad had to sell because he had a fucking one and a half year old and he couldn't fucking keep the thing on the water. <laughs> Because ever of finances. Since, ever yeah, since then, he's hated boats. 400 or 454 fucking big block motor in it and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you went to... Sorry to cut <laughs> No, I know. I mean, no. I don't have much else with that anyways. <laughs> How do we go to find out my beer? <laughs> so, after... Uh, so, you were in uh, so SoCal or Aptos or Live Oak, SoCal, and then what where did you do after that? Where did you uh, Well, after... So, after high school, uh, my parents invested their retirement fund into building homes in new mexico so that's why they went out there um i still lived in live oak for a couple of years and then uh i hopped around a few places like with some homies like santa cruz just you know santa cruz uh scotts valley mm-hmm. um like that we did that for a few years on and off while i was touring and then my parents um you know when you go down to the capitola village there's like all those like cute little houses right along the river yeah, my parents moved into one of those for two years. Oh, so, wow. like, it was cool that the the garage had a separate loft above it that didn't connect to the rest of the house. So I could like be up hella fucking late. I could like stumble home drunk and they wouldn't know. You know, my it was house. tight. It was tight. It was tight. Was it one was, of the colored houses? Uh, no, no, no. Okay, it, it was like actually down the river. Down a little the bit. river. Got it. Yeah, or up the river, not or whatever the fucking term yeah. is. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I didn't study geography so i don't fucking know what direction away from the ocean it's up the river yeah, yeah. okay there we go perfect there and i go. was right i think uh one of the expendables guys has one of those houses up the river on the capitola oh, over sick. there yeah yeah they're, yeah they're always like jamming there and live streaming and shit so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah out. the the ones right on the water are like super nice we were like a little bit in of that but it was it was tight so i did that and then then we moved into this um like uh like a condo up in capitola like right by gail's bakery and uh fucking let's see how how easily i can summarize this okay my neighbor so it was like condominium so like it was like two one one unit was two houses so we shared a wall right so the dude we shared a wall with he owed from what i understand of the police report he owed the Hell's Angels, uh, $6,000 and a lot of cocaine. Hmm. And they sent four dudes to get that stuff from him. Mm-hmm. And they kicked in the wrong front door and like uh, beat the shit out of my dad. Oh, Tased him, dragged him down the stairs. Fucking, uh, Dude. fucking, fucking put a gun in my mouth. Fucking thrashed our what? whole apartment How? and then, and then shattered my arm with a baseball bat fucking shit dude i had no idea this was going yeah sorry sorry no no don't apologize that's the that's the the short story so (laughs) how old are you how old are you at this time i'm i turned 35 at the end of the month no i mean i'm sorry not 
this oh, time, oh, at the of time the of story? your story. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't I was maybe 20. Jesus, man. I was not even 21 yet. So yeah, so like that happened. And then so my parents decided to live in New Mexico full time because we were sharing and they were going back and forth. Like I had the master bedroom and then the the other bedroom was for them like the, the week or two out of the year they were there, like hanging, you know, or well working. I shouldn't say hanging, but you know, when you're a kid, you think your parents don't work that hard, you know? So Dude, what I, I gotta, I gotta go off on a side thing real quick. What's, what's up? PTSD like that for you and your parents after that, dude, you moved to my dad parents. didn't have very much. And if he did, he kept it from me. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm fine now, but for like years, I was like the jumpiest motherfucker right out of my sleep. Like mm-hmm. I, I literally like for a while I had to drink a lot cause it was the only way I could sleep normal. Because I was yeah. so just like, because like literally I was sitting in, my dad's upstairs asleep. I'm sitting in the living room playing video games and they literally just like combat boots, kick the fucking door down, like guns out and shit. Like, you know what I mean? And like the only reason mm. I fucking survived is they dumped, they were looking for money. So they dumped my backpack out and my passport fell out. And like, I already thought I was going to die. So what my brain remembers saying is like, you're in the wrong house. There's my fucking passport. Like, look at it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why? And then I remember, like, after the fact, I'm like, why did I cuss at them? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, <laughs> that was probably the most poor foreign thing I could have done. But one of them picked it up and was like, I literally heard the guy go, oh shit, we're in the wrong house. Mm-hmm. And they just dropped everything and bounced. No, that's when they, they like, ra- they grabbed everything they could carry with two hands. So, like, the TV, oh, the so Xbox, they still robbed you. Left. Wow. They still robbed me. Yeah. And then the one dude that was definitely like, I wouldn't, I, I would say he was kind of like, a, I got the impression he was the, the ringleader. He was like, well, just in case this is the right place, like we need to send a message. And he fucking pinned my arm up on a chair and shattered my arm with a baseball bat. Yeah. Like some movie Hollywood shit. Dude, literally, literally. Like I, like, uh, you know, Cameron Reed, Joel, they used to sing for Arsonist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was supposed to come over that night. Him and oh, Scobie were supposed to come over, and they didn't come over. <laughs> and I'm like so glad that that they didn't come over. Like that's intense, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so crazy. So, yeah, dude. Fuck. All right, where do I take it from there? So, well, well. So then I hopped around <laughs> a little bit, and then I ended up. So when that happened, they tased my dad and literally dragged him down the stairs. So I fucked up his back. So. So when I was, where's your mom during all this? My mom was in New Mexico with that at the house. Good. Oh, good. Yeah. Thank God. Thank the fucking. She would not have handled that at all. (laughs) And so, so basically, fast forward. I was twenty then. When I was like twenty six, I think it was. I I moved. I had to go to New Mexico for two years um, because they ended up basically like my dad has protrude or like bulging discs in his spine from that encounter. So like he was doing like three jobs at once. So I moved out there to help him like wrap up two of the businesses and sell two of them. So I did live in New Mexico for like two, two, two and a half years, but I'm still, I'm definitely like a, a, a loke as, as Joel would put it. That's, that's, <laughs> you know, it's so funny, dude. I was like, I'm trying to find all the connections that I know between you and Joel. And you just, you know, I've, so I have fucking like, you know, roots, things to bring up. Yeah. Conversation and of course I bring up New Mexico right in the beginning that just takes you right to this fucking crazy story, dude. dude. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I don't even know if I've talked about it on my own show. To be perfectly no honest, shit, with you. so dude. like, well, not, damn. I, don't, I don't remember. 
I'm fucking, I mean, I'm glad that everybody's out. Okay. That's why I was like thinking about like PTSD and shit. Dude, dude, I'm, yeah. I'm, dude I'm thinking about like how I would be, you know, I, I definitely was already like, I I'd have extra locks, like alarm systems going in every fucking house after that, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. well, so like, it was like weird, like that happened and I've almost died twice on tour as well. So like, so uh, I, I love, I want to hear all that too, but yeah. let's get back to the beginning of, okay. of like okay. where yes. you got yes. into all this. Like, so is it, it's after New Mexico, you come back and you start getting into tour managing or that was no. So I was actually, that was all before. So right after high school. So I went to high school with, um, Arthur Alvarez, who was the the, gar- the guitar player that wrote all the guitar parts for Arts and Let's Get All the Girls. Okay. And so I was friends with that whole band. So like me, us doing shows literally revolved around the fact that like nobody wanted to book like the keyboard metalcore band. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, which I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, especially like, you know, this is a death metal podcast. Let's, let's be honest. Like, I understand, you know, like, so I started doing that. And fucking, it just kind of progressed from there. And then like, Arsos, like, do you want to travel with us? I did that. And then I met a bunch of bands through them and just kept traveling and doing it. And like, it would literally be like, I'd have to plan my shows around the tours I was doing. It got like real hectic for a minute. Mm-hmm. Like I would have to make sure the tours I was on played Santa Cruz. Otherwise I wouldn't even be home to run the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was fun, dude. It was like a blast. So yeah, so it was like everything was so entwined with Arsenic when we started. My old company was actually called Arsenic Productions. That was okay. what it originally was when I was, all I did was shows in Santa Cruz at the Vets Hall in the 418, like way back in the day. So you did and, shows first, promoting and putting on shows before you did tour managing. Yeah, and then yes, so I did shows first and then tour managing, and then artist management came like way later after that. But yeah, so but I've been a promoter. Heck, if you count you know the year we didn't have anything going on i've been a promoter 16 years now is the 418 the spot with no stagers at the vets hall what's the one that uh brain drill odia 418 that's 418 418. okay yeah i was trying to remember i know i remember being at the 418 but i just couldn't because a vet hall seems like it could be also a place with no stage yeah yeah true fair fair but yeah no so I, i i started around around that band and then like just met a bunch of people and just kept doing it kept doing it and then one day i was like getting emails from actual booking agents like oh hey we heard like you're the guy for this and i was like what i was like <laughs> like i was just a kid having fun you yeah. know what i mean and it was like it was kind of unique for me because like if you look at like rap hip-hop death metal like all of the genres have been established and around for a while that was kind of like the beginning of myspace metalcore so like literally i got to be the promoter as the genre was getting popular and that was like it's super strange because like i'm a very i have a very lucky perspective i would say because of that you know what i mean so Definitely. and then and then i at first that's all i did and then i started doing you know punk pop punk fucking hardcore you know we actually now we do something joel on, when he was on my show like we do predominantly death metal now which is funny <laughs> so that's awesome. Pays man. the bills, son. Dude, it does. <laughs> yeah, well, right. and you know what? Death metal fans, <laughs> death metal fans have like the least bullshit. Like the only the only thing you have to worry about with, with metal fans is like some people don't want to talk about mental health. And that's literally it. Like everyone <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. else is like, don't be a dick, like help each other in the pit, shut up and fucking buy me a beer. And like that's it. You know, like like yeah, yeah. metal metal is so much like, I mean, it's easier. I'll just say it. I don't care. 
it, it's easier like there's no less politics and yeah fucking less drama yeah. you might say yeah less drama unless you have like uh no offense unless you have you know like the super particular like whiny baby drummer that's the only thing i hate dealing with with metal <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean i don't know any of those yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i've only had to deal with it like once and that was um man what i don't i don't remember his name he drums for despised icon oh like they, they never sent a tech writer over and we booked him at the vets hall and he was like you don't have enough channels i literally can't perform for you this evening and i'm like there's fucking 500 kids in line right out what the fuck did you just say to me like that is so, I, I would say like from your position yeah that's a fucking hard thing to hear when you're like wait we're this we're this far into it yeah and now, like we, we made it work like my sound guy had, had like a connection in town and he was able to go get like a bigger board with like the right channels and shit but it was like i was just like you don't you don't don't tell me that like 20 minutes before the show starts dog like you know you have a tour manager send the tech writer over that's what it's there for you know mm-hmm. or they mm-hmm. sent it and i didn't read it but i don't think that happened <laughs> <laughs> um i was uh, so i was like 15 in 2005 so i would have been going to the 418 uh pretty much any time i could go down there i remember yeah. the, I, I don't remember a ton of shows like like particularly like which bands play but i remember like going to see the chop tops were like huge at the time so i remember that whole mm-hmm. scene was a thing that whole like punk thing was huge blast i know it was like an older santa cruz band yeah. downstream of that stuff and then and then expendables hit and it was just like we were, we were playing reggae rock and all that shit and we did a bunch of shows at 418 with with my reggae rock band and just it was a sick scene and all those shows i don't know i i, I wasn't like super into the original joseph was yeah we were doing music? originals and then we would cover like sublime and bob marley and all that shit so but, at that time uh while you're playing in the that band who like who was your influence uh i was getting into metal and that's what kind of led me out of that project but like at the time we were like obsessed with the expendables and they were just like the local band that was kind of yeah. making it and then on top of that, it was Sublime, Bob Marley, like the legends, and then also a lot of like social distortion, uh, bad brains kind of stuff. So it's How like big were the expendables in Santa Cruz for like when I was a kid in high school, like 2002, 2001, like when they were playing the catalyst, they would play like two nights and they would yeah. sell out immediately. <laughs> they're still they're still doing that. Yeah. And, yeah, and it made it up to Pacifica really quick, dude, because I remember being in high school as well, because enough of us. There's only 40,000 people in this town, dude. Enough of us were yeah. old enough to get down there, be exposed to it and bring it back to everybody else that was up here, you know? So it's like, it was it was just a matter of time to hear the Expendables when you're a Pacifica teenager. Their, their first three or four albums are like extremely they good. They ripped, dude. So sick. Up, yeah. until, up until the uh, self-titled one, I loved everything. And after that, it was kind of eh. But dude, yeah. at the No Time to Worry, uh getting filthy getting filthy yeah uh, that's the one fuck i can't remember it sounds the pretty one. santa cruz o- open container is the one <laughs> open container that. and then the the self-titled dude i fucking yeah. love all those records dude we, sh- we should we- go see an expendable show together i would love to dude. dude the last time i saw him was opening up for steve-o at the catalyst oh crazy Jesus. oh that's tight yeah, yeah i saw them dude. so many times live they played like the live oak grange hall when i was in like 14 and they were just just put out getting filthy and they're just like all right what songs do you want to hear and i just was like I know like all 20 songs. So I just like named every song. Like, and I was the only guy there that knew any of the names of their songs. So 
just called on me every time. Yeah, it was like yeah. amazing. A, fu- for a, show. a funny so. story about that Steve-O show real quick at the Catalyst was uh, seeing Expendables. We already showed up fucking pre- we pre-party down the street at McKell's. You know, it was literally walking distance. So it's like yeah. everybody's already got a heat on. Dusty's with uh, Dan. Everybody's fucking there. And uh, we went and Expendables fucking ripped. And then Steve-O goes on and he's fucking, he's like a metal show in itself, dude. Yeah like slayers in the background when he's doing all this shit and he was it was during the dark times so he was really fucking doing crazy shit and uh he brought dusty dusty, stage, right? dusty was fucking heckling oh really <laughs> dusty, yeah. so, oh, dusty no. if you're listening I'm, I'm i'm telling your story oh, was he <laughs> yeah dude so he was heckling I, we were all fucking wasted dude and i don't know why he did this but yeah i mean i mean is moments? there any other way to see steve though like yeah, yeah it was yeah, just yeah. one of those moments you were like you hear something and you're like, Oh wait, that guy's from my crew and it's dusty. And he's yelling, you fucking suck. Oh, bad. Like heckle. And, and to the point where he's like really loud to where Steve-O heard him. And after a while, Steve-O was just like, Hey dude, you want to come up on stage and dusty and everybody in the crowd was like, get up there, get up there. And he's like, you're going to talk shit. Get up there. So he fucking, goes up there dude and you could see dusty up on stage uh there before you do anything in one of those shows he has you show your id to a camera so all your uh information's there it's like basically yeah. like here's your waiver <laughs> show yeah, your right. id to yeah, a camera yeah. right a now flash waiver yeah. and uh it was uh okay we're gonna blindfold you and Oh, he brought up another chick. He was like, all right, bring it. You're going to talk some shit, dude. Let's fucking, let's do a stunt or whatever. I, I can't remember what the dialogue was. And everybody was just like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, bring up a, uh, we're going to bring up a chick up on stage to kick you in the balls. And, <laughs> and he's oh, like, fuck God. it, dude. Yeah, dude, let's fucking do it. <laughs> you know. And another chick comes up and they're like, but you're going to be blindfolded because you're not going to know. You're, you're not going to know when it's coming. Oh, and so that's blindfolded Dusty, that but but when they blindfolded Dusty, Steve-O looked at the crowd and went, and then pushed the girl out of the way, and he <laughs> was gonna be the one to kick Dusty in his balls, dude. Oh my god! <laughs> or no, 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 no. Sorry, let me back it up. He goes for he lets the chick kick him in the in the nuts. So the first because there's two. <laughs> He goes for the first kick <laughs> with the chick and it, the chick kicks him. And it was like, Dusty thought he was done. He was like, oh, dude. All right. Yeah, dude. Fucking rock on. Okay. Do I get to leave? And he's like, no, 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 no. You're not, you're not leaving yet. We got to do it again for some whatever reason. But this time it was Steve-O. He's like, Shh. and dude, Steve-O fucking ran Just up gave it to him. And, and gave it to him like he was kicking a fucking... Hit me with a football rest reference, dude. Oh, yeah, he's punting it. <laughs> there you go. Kicking a fucking punt, dude. And uh Ooh. that next day, dude, Dusty was like, dude, I looked in the mirror. He he had blue balls. He had real blue <laughs> balls, dude. He had bruised balls. And after that night, you get into this mood of like, I'm gonna be all jackass, dude. And I tried to fucking jump over a fucking uh parking meter and my shorts got caught on the parking meter and i like teetered down and hit the fucking oh, pole and no. i'm hanging and i'm like what is going on tonight you guys <laughs> we just see fucking steve and now everybody wants to fucking kill themselves dude <laughs> oh jesus yeah, right. long long fucking story but yeah dude that was the dusty steve-o 
not having anything to do with expendables <laughs> well kind of <laughs> kind of they open it's, yeah yeah they yeah. open it yeah they probably yeah, they open it. Yeah. yeah yeah all right so back to you joel <laughs> yeah, yeah joel right, number fun, two joel cupcake well, yeah funny story is uh, you know i'm not a big expendables fan i'll say it i'm like i just don't I met one of the dudes when I was young and he was a fucking dickhead. I don't remember mm. which one it was. That's so, weird. yeah. And like, it was just like, I like sublime and like dub like that. But there was like a couple songs where I was like, you guys are just doing too much, man. Like just shut up and smoke weed and play reggae or don't, you know, like <laughs> I just, that's all I remember about the expendables growing up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm sure if I went back now and listened to them, I'd probably be like, man, this band fucking ruled. Like, I'm an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, but you got a hardliner. You got like a bad experience. So you got to, you got to stick mm-hmm. to your guns, dude. Nice. Yeah, dude. Meeting an <laughs> artist, <laughs> meeting an artist is sometimes the, the shittiest thing about, you know, their art is like meeting the actual person mm-hmm. who made it. And you're like, oh, wait. Now yeah. your art has devalued tarnished exactly exactly and i mean i think especially all of us on this can attest to that like real well you know what i mean like you met i worked with some sick bands or like bands i was like so excited to book and they were just like the biggest fucking pricks to me Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like from all and it's it's not just one genre it's literally every genre i don't get it it's like dude you get to you're getting paid to do what like one percent of people wish they could do and why do you have to be a fucking about it. so what do you think do you think it's like people looking at you as like an authoritarian figure in that moment and they don't they, they're like rebelling against authority well i think that's part of it but i also think it's when you like, get told what to do then it makes it naturally yeah. most humans yeah. are like oh i don't want to do that yeah well i think the other problem is like there's this stigma that like the agent is all or sorry sorry the promoter is always like the asshole. Like, okay, the promoter's not going to be honest with expenses. He's not going to pay you what you deserve. Like, oh, well, like the reason you're getting paid low tonight, you know, yeah. is because the agent didn't want to offer you more money or some bullshit. So there's always this stigma, you know, like mm-hmm. being a promoter. Like I've had so many people try to, I've literally had people try to boycott me from doing shows because they don't understand the backside of how it works. And what it's like being it. a mechanic, dude. You yes. take your shop, you take your car to a, enough shops that actually gouge you or do shitty work. It's going to make the action. Every other shop that you go to after that, you're going to go in there with, with a stink on your face, mm-hmm. you know, remembering about those past experiences. But, you know, you might be walking into a shop like Traps Tire and Auto Center, getting <laughs> fucking wheels aligned fucking straight by, by the fucking vocalist of Severed Savior and Odious Mortem. Dude. I can yeah. attest to them. They've helped, they've worked on my car many times. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give another, yeah, they've actually yeah. saved me when my car. I'm actually boycotting it. So, yeah. <laughs> good, good. There we go. Just there was some tour modifications. That's what I was hoping that we had to do there too. Stuff. Remember, we had to take yeah. the seats out at my shop too because yeah, we didn't have yeah. enough room for. We didn't have a fucking trailer, so well, speaking we had to of which, all our shit in the back. Speaking yeah. of which, I just want to explain why we're wearing jerseys tonight. Oh yeah, dude. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's a little random. I know, Gally but, death uh, hoops. So, Coach Murray Fitzpatrick, to- dude. Getting his fucking team together, dude. The Cali Death Hoop Squad, dude. Dude, I love yeah, so, it. Yeah, our buddy Murray basically was hit all of us up and hit you know all of his homies up and was like, he's like he's living in Australia now. He's like, hey, I want to hook up everyone, all my friends with the jersey. This is Murray just, from Severed Savior. Yeah, Murray oh, Fitzpatrick. Sick. Okay. Yeah, he was like, I'm gonna hook everyone up. What do you want? What size do you want? What do you want on the front? What do you want on the back? 
um i would just we just text it to him boom it's in the mail it's like yeah dude i got the odious mortem that's so sick yeah and they're just like and you're seeing them pop up on like all my friends facebook friends i love it dude yeah there's all like i saw yours skill number one you know what i mean and i was like yeah yeah fucking sick (laughs) dude yeah dude we got a roster going now joel uh joel number two so 26th avenue beach (laughs) yeah two six yeah so that's that's why i picked oh i get it that's, nice, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's my that... birthday that, i mean Looking that's why hard, i dude. yo yeah. if we're gonna if we're gonna drop 26 avenues i gotta give the shout dude <laughs> best meat in santa cruz cole's barbecue baby that's all i gotta say oh, okay you're going down you're going coles fuck oh, everywhere else i don't even care barbecue i don't even care if one of you you four owns the place fuck out of their place dude <laughs> what about uh street barbecue oh shit or, what aftos, aftos street barbecue have you been there yeah it's it's good well, here we go but the first time i went there i got burn-ins and they were bad and like okay i'm sorry like i i, I grew up my dad grilled that's what he fucking did and like yeah. it's i don't know how you fuck up burnt ends let's just i'll just say it you know what i mean <laughs> but it, i will i will in their defense there that so that's a family right like they own that one they own mm-hmm. the mission street one yeah. and they actually just opened one in carmel which I don't know okay. if you guys know that. No, I didn't. And know. it's called Crossroads Barbecue. And so it's like the same, it's the same owners, but it, they don't cook everything the same way, I guess. Some shit like that. Okay. I don't, I don't know, but spin off. I go there and the fucking tri-tip is fucking incredible. So, nice. I, you know. But on second note, fuck them because they're not Coles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. They're not. There's just, dude, Coles Barbecue. I've never had a bad meal there ever. Like, yeah. It's not over expensive and it's like, it's been there so long. Like, I don't remember it never, or I've always remember it being there. I I don't remember it not being there. one. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's been open almost as long as I've been alive. And last time I was there, I heard the sun saying, so the sun is running it now. So Cole Jr. is actually running the barbecue place. Yeah. And everything around there in pleasure point is changing and it's getting all bougie. And I just love that you go down the street a little bit more and it's like, that part's all the same also oh, shout yeah. out to fucking castle rosita's right next to Cole. Yeah, I, I used yeah. to go there as a kid and that my parents used to bring me there all the time and i used to hate the mariachi coming up to us because it would scare the shit out of me when i was a little big baby <laughs> yeah but um no that was like i mean that they actually changed owners too recently but still castle rosita's it's, it's still it? okay fucking bomb it's just yeah it's still classic really good. uh traditional mexican restaurant or, yeah. Yeah, yeah i, I, I get the beer. chicken enchiladas there it's so bomb yeah so bomb. yeah I, I i grew up in capitola i always went Obviously, everyone eats at fucking Viarda. Like, I don't even need to bring that place up. Yeah, yeah. But that place, and then I I was staying at the end of 7th Avenue for a little bit, and there's, is it Michel Khan? There's a taco yeah. back. Oh, yeah, yeah. That little, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Like that little today. yellow. Almost, yeah. Yeah. Those are yeah, my yeah. two Mexican spots always, like, for Mexican food right there in I went to Actually, I, I was... But I was pulling into Michoacan, uh, dropping off Trevor to go get a pickup. His truck was there, basically parked right there. And I was mm-hmm. like trying to find something fancy to go eat because I was already over there. And I remembered I had cash because I never have cash on me. And so I went to Tacos Morenos because Tacos Morenos, like they're the cash only, which I kind of boycott them because they're cash only. And I'm like, fuck you. I don't want to. I don't want to carry cash. They have like a ATM there. It's like, yeah, I pay $5 for the fucking fee. And then like, yeah, hate that. and then get that. And I'm like, dude, I know you guys are trying to hide from taxes. I get it. We're like, fucking, just bring your fucking card <laughs> machine out. You know? like, yeah. I will I will spend, like, I will pay for your taxes with my purchases for the year. If you fucking just <laughs> give me your W-2s. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Just, just, I will swipe $1,000 in that store a year if you fucking, like, put a <laughs> damn me. card machine in there. So, so funny story, being from Santa Cruz, I, I've, I've 
Tacos Morenos, I didn't eat there till after I moved out of the area. Okay. So like that place and Harbor Cafe are like the two places everybody talks about, right? Mm-hmm. And like I didn't eat either of those fucking spots until I was like in my late twenties and not even living in Santa Cruz anymore. And everyone's like, "How have you never eaten here?" I was like, <laughs> "I don't know, Joel. What was or you might remember as well? What was the place that used to be across from Streetlight? Was it like Tamales or something downtown? Downtown across from Streetlight. Shit." I don't remember I there being a Mexican know, spot before yeah, Vallarta's moved in. And then Street that became always. like five guys later on. Yeah, Honestly, dude, the side that Streetlight's on, I was way more, everything that I wanted was on that side of Pacific Avenue. Yeah. You know, like well, there yeah. wasn't too, except for like Pizza My Heart, that was on the other side. Was it in the, the bus in the stop? Bus stop? The, yeah. The bus no, it was, it was the first thing after the bus stop. Yeah. So like, I don't remember what it was called. I never went there, right? Ever. Yeah. And then I went down there and I met some friends down there one day. It was like, like, it was like my like more like, uh, like bro-y friends that I hadn't seen in a while. You know what I mean? Like, and they were like, oh, do we go to this fucking place? Like beers. And I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. And then we show up and, but it was like, fucking dude, it was, it was, out there, it was like fucking, yeah. It was like 20 bucks for like five tacos and a pitcher of beer. Okay. And I was like, Mm, yeah. tight and then literally the place closed like a month later but i was like i was like <laughs> oh, how did it, I... no, no no it's, it's tampico yeah, yes that place oh, they, they're uh... actually just they're ripping it down they just ripped it down yesterday oh, i saw yeah. it, like they ripped the building down i saw it and like i'm in these you know the santa cruz facebook groups and they're yeah. oh yeah pictures of it yeah that's Dude, gone a lot now. of that the history is, is just getting torn down in santa cruz lately it's money the, the taco bell too right the taco yeah, bell taco bell's gone taco bell and aptos is gone I think they're gonna put a. It's gonna be like a, a weed dispensary, like another one. I'm like, dude, sick. We got five within a mile. Like, we can find what I need. Like, yeah. I can walk to one from my house, and I'm living yeah. like I live up like a mile hill. Like, get the sickest for sixty dollars. <laughs> that, <was, in> <laughs> that was the Taco Bell by Aptos Club. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. That's now gonna be a dispensary. The yeah, Aptos so. Club. There's a there's a word I haven't heard in a, in a long time. Yeah, that's actually where Aptos I met Casey and, and everyone was standing outside the Aptos Club. That was, was my first full uh, set mm-hmm. with Odious was at that spot. Oh, shit. I was only doing half sets before that. Well, because there wasn't a lot of places to play back then, right? There wasn't. I mean, we we played like I mean, four eighteen, the Gaslighter or something, the Gaslight or something in San Jose. You probably know what that is, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, That was my yeah, first ever show with you guys. Campbell Gaslighter. Fun fact: you guys shared the stage where Smash Mouth was discovered. It was in that room. <laughs> Shut the fuck Damn. up. I mean, it's yeah. like a theater setting. Hey, yeah, now. old school theater setting. Hey, now. <laughs> hey, band, now. dude. <laughs> you guys could have been all stars. I, I just caught the hey now. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. What's up? Uh, <laughs> we're dressed like we're in smash mouth tonight but... <laughs> yeah. you, you, joel you do kind of look like that guy you know what i, I do i do i've actually i've uh he's saying like we a... but it's really just him dude we, we look like smash mouth uh, it's kind of my smash is that the band that does the somebody yeah oh yeah okay yeah but... No, it's well, yeah, so, oh, yeah, yeah, so if you had if you had like a little bit like skinnier of a good key and like some uh, like frosted <laughs> tips, bro, body. you'd be that guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Frosted tips. Give me that you know, gig, the, dog. Wasn't the there earliest, like a early oh, Smash Mouth? The, the 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 like ska phase was not not the worst band ever, dude. I mean No. It was weird some... that they went from that to the All Star. Like when I heard the transition, I was like Yeah. It's funny. I was just listening to a podcast today and and I don't have any of the actual details, but dude wrote a book about ska that's about to drop right now. Oh, oh, yeah. 
singer chronic do you know about it joseph what's what i know there's a book coming out because it's it's like a santa cruz author but what's the podcast you were listening to uh, office hours tim from tim heidecker from tim and eric is it yeah, a book there's a dude who's just writing it because it was in the like good time santa cruz and i know some people from bands like the S square roots santa cruz band and they said that they were checking to see if they were in the book or not. Yeah, so. it was like he he archived it all, oh, all the way back to like the fifties. It, uh, it was it was Zach shit. Olson from uh, Slow Gherkin, who's a amazing yeah, drummer Gherkin. in Santa Cruz. Nice. Yeah, yeah I, he was saying he's in the book. That's what not, I heard about. Not it. to be interpreted as Slow Gherkin, okay? For all you sickos <laughs> out there, what, what is Gherkin? That's a good question. Gherkin, isn't that a fucking -E sandwich place in fucking um, Mon? Uh, San Francisco? No, uh, what's Moss Beach down Moss on the way to you guys? Right there, Moss there's a gherkin sandwich shop. Oh, maybe that's what. Uh, okay. I actually never knew what it meant, but you know, it's it's funny. Gherkin, your gherkin. I mean, of how many times have we heard that? That's Jerkin true. Gherkin. That's true. So, dude, just called it a penis sandwich shop, dude. Gherkin. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm not surprised <laughs> that there's a book coming out because. That that whole you I mean you guys remember you're from Santa Cruz Asian Man Records like that oh, dude yeah, did a yeah. lot for like the punk scene and he's just like never acknowledged like anywhere it's like crazy hmm. like he like he found Streetlight Manifesto and like the other like three biggest ska bands that in the world and like the dude gets like basically jack shit credit anywhere and like the punk rock history it's kind of crazy it's hmm. kind of like Blast a little bit well I mean Blast mm -hmm. does get a lot of credit but I mean um you know that's where I think. The story is Nuclear Blast got you know part of their name from that band, and I know that. Um, Which part? What's it called uh, the, the nuclear. Uh, <laughs> the records part, dude. <laughs> yeah, the records part. Um, no, but they um, supposedly. Uh, well, I mean, I know for sure because uh, Cliff came in my work once and was like, "Hey, so uh, um, Dave Grohl's flying into town to come jam with me." And I was like, uh, is that the dude that bartends at that one spot at the catalyst? Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He was like, he's coming down to come jam for blast and do an album with us or something. And I was like, oh, I was like going cool, dude. In my back of my head, I'm like, you're you probably are on some drugs now. Like, going down a path. <laughs> <laughs> like, like going down a path. <laughs> you're going down a dark path. And the you know, typical, the typical like Santa Cruz burnout rock star path. Yes. <laughs> totally. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 I've seen it too many times. It's just, you know, I saw it cause I thought I saw it coming, but literally like a couple weeks later it's him and fucking dave grohl like fucking a picture of them and they yeah, did like actually. an ep or an lp ep together yeah and uh oh, with nice, dave grohl. And i was like what the fuck you just got like dave that's cool like to see dave grohl come and like yeah. respect you know show the respect to those isn't he kind of a metal band. he's kind of into metal right yeah he's he like is. a metal punk rock like he knew so he hit them up to do the record damn so, that's the, crazy like he knew who blast was and was like figured out they needed somebody to do the record with them and fucking he hit up the guys i was like when i heard that i was like that's just yeah yeah i know ridiculous pretty much one of the biggest most popular musicians in the world just going yeah. like well, hey i want to jump on there yeah well that's like i remember when the catalyst had its 20 or 30 year anniversary whatever the however fucking long it's been around now they were telling me that like the chili peppers used to play there as like an opening band yeah. Well, they used to do a bunch of those, uh, like Primus and Chili Peppers, and there's a couple other bands that the whole thing with the Catalyst is they would do the seek. They wouldn't tell the band name. They'd make up a band name. Yeah. And just like play there, like you know, like the funny band name. Yeah. I remember one time actually funny side story about Chili Peppers and the Catalyst. This could be what, what, what your friend was telling you because, uh, Trevor, like there was a band called like the Chili Pepperettes or something or something like that, but it was like 
the red hot chili pe- peppers with like two peas or something and i don't know it was like <laughs> one letter or something like really close to the name and like he's all what the fuck like trevor's all do they're playing the chili peppers are playing the fucking atrium like i'm gonna go like i'm getting tickets immediately for this dude and like yeah got tickets all easily for it and he's like that's weird i got them all easily and like showed up and it's just like some random like band that's <laughs> like <laughs> garage band <laughs> nice <laughs> so they got you got, you got it was the because it was just like a almost the name but only yeah, like yeah. a letter or two off and you didn't read it right uh, yeah, that's yeah, so yeah, funny yeah. It's like the hot chili peppers or something. <laughs> no, I don't, yeah. It's the white hot chili peppers. He got <laughs> yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. There you go. My my mom used to be a waitress at the Catalyst in like the 80s. No shit. And um Joseph's like, that's how I was born. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't asked for too many stories, but uh like <laughs> she got me into a social distortion concert like 30 years later, like pulled some strings because she still knew some no people. Shit. Yeah, that's it was rad. That's tight. That's yeah. tight. That's um, like that's like my grandma who worked at United, dude. She's like, you can get that uh, standby action if you want in her oh, retirement. Yeah, yeah. You're like getting show tickets in her mm. retirement. All right, that's awesome. <laughs> Alcohol's kicking in. No, there it is. <laughs> Where are we on the timeline? Yeah, I want to hear... be. Oh, are we supposed to be drinking? Fuck, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I mean, on my fourth one. Well, you're drinking the topos. Yeah, listen like, to him, dude. I'm on my second. He's like, I'm on my fourth one. Oh well, yeah, white claws that are like 0.02% alcohol. Yeah. What? Are, you, you know what? You fucking big old bitch. You're still gonna get all <laughs> sloppy off those. Don't act like you won't. All right. Dude. It's number number twelve. <laughs> I get pretty. You sloppy. and I, you and I have both knocked some of those back at the at the club before together. All right, dude. So They're I don't want to be easy, no, dude. No. Sure. Anytime. Do, do you ever at one point when you're drinking a white claw, you're like. Kind of be nice to have a little vodka in this. Yeah, I've actually done it before. I've done like uh, I mean, they make drinks too. Like certain bars and stuff make white claw drinks where they like they spice oh, them up. Really? So it's not just like such a, it's not such a light. If drink, you want, you know? if you want to get really spicy, there's there's one, one of the Gordy Howie maybe one of the old hockey legends made a hockey vodka, that's like the whole label's pink and it like the portion of the money goes to breast cancer and all that stuff. It's awesome, but it's like pink lemonade vodka. You mix oh, that with shit. the watermelon white claw, and it's like a whole new world, bro. Like, oh, damn. <laughs> that sounds yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah. What are you guys Lighting drinking? Up. I got this uh, Opus shit. This really bomb. It's got That's a little cool squirrel guy on it. Raccoon guy. What are you drinking? Are you drinking a... a I'm, very, I'm drinking a tangerine Vindrio? Topo Chico, dude. Okay. How did you get the Topo uh, hookup? Because I saw that. I was so jealous. Um... Dude, just from being a promoter, like this band that we booked a whole bunch is from the Pacific Northwest. They're like a pop punk band, and the drummer got hired as like a brand, like a like a brand ambassador. Chief, chief brand? No, he's like he's like the peop, he's like the dude in charge of brand ambassadors. Hmm. So they were so he's like they're like you can't. There's no festival. There's there's nowhere for him to go. Like give product out for free because there's no public gatherings. Would that be like foreign secretary is like head of all the ambassadors? Is that? I think so. I think so. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, just no, educated. No, no, I got it. I mean, I get Maybe. it. I just I had no witty comeback. That was the problem. Like I was like, fuck, he's smart. I got nothing to say. Like. <laughs> Uh, no, it's uh, but, smart but yeah, doesn't his, necessarily mean funny. So. so he's like, he's like, <laughs> we can't give free, people free products. So they're like trying to grow the brand's like reach and awareness. So I was just like, like I work, I basically his band's booking agent owed me a favor. And I was like, Yo, what's up? <laughs> I was like, you know, that favor you keep telling me you're going to pay me back. I'm like, yeah. I was like, 
Let's do Sick. it. As much Topo Chico as you can get delivered to my front door. <laughs> like I was like drunk texting him about it one day. And then like a week later, his agent texted me like, all right, yeah, you're going to get a, a pretty big care package from Topo Chico. I was like, what? But I do deserve that. He's like, are you fucking serious right now? <laughs> and I was like, maybe. He's like, you texted me like last week at like two in the morning wasted telling me to get you free Topo and I, I, I wouldn't owe you a favor anymore. And I was like, that sounds about right. Explain, <laughs> explain to a person like me, what the fuck is Topo Chico? Uh, it's carbonated mineral water. Okay. So, so like they take the now. dirt, they take the dirt and shit out of the water, but they leave like all the all natural shit that it all usually the metals gets. And, yeah. And okay, okay, I got it. All the micro metals and rocks. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like, you know, we're supposed to have zinc or something. It helps fuel our 5G microchips well, or dude, some shit. Just, I don't know, dude. Like, <laughs> still water is rid of all of that, and it's actually really bad for you, right? Yeah, like you are still water is actually going. getting rid of all of that, and if you drink it, yeah. it actually is super bad for your body. Yeah, it'll literally. You got to have all that. That's why. Yeah, I mean, like it's all in vitamins, and you take a multivitamin, all that. And all there's metals and rocks in your yeah mm -hmm. vitamins. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, so I don't know. That, that's all it is, Joel. It's it's tight. I mean, and then now they're offering ones that have like twist of lime and twist of tangerine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The hard seltzer line too now. Oh, which yeah. by the way is fucking bomb if you haven't had it. Like if you like, you know how White Claw is like tastes too sugary sometimes? Mm -hmm. But you go just tastes like fucking water with booze in it. I got nothing for you other than I don't have a way to explain hey, it better I mean, than that. So it's got really booze like in it? Yeah, they're, they're, Topo Chico's making a seltzer now. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Nice. They just put a little water and put like some some vodka in there. I'm like, yeah, some fuck. I don't know. We sprayed a lemon in Basically, there. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Basically, they they have Thank huge you. billboards for it. If you drive past Huntington Beach on the 405, every time I see a huge billboard for the Topo Chico hard seltzers, and I have tried it here in this room and enjoyed it very much so yeah. i would love an endorsement from whoever yeah, is out there i'm not drinking right now so yeah. the last thing i drank before i stopped drinking was the topo chico seltzer when did, oh good. are you uh so explain i know it's something you've widely talked about on your podcast and stuff like that so you have you're having and you're getting over a small bout with uh, bell's palsy oh yeah so um, i have bell's palsy right now which yeah. half my face is paralyzed it just randomly um, this came what like three months ago four months ago no, october bro Oh, wow. It's been a while. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So to be uh, honest, dude, it really isn't noticeable. It's getting yeah. better. I was actually, when you first came on, I was like, actually, this is, I've actually seeing like progress from when me and you did your show to today. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. So I'm doing, I'm seeing an acupuncturist. Um, she's technically a doctor, but I don't like to call her that. I, she's, I refer to her as my healer. Um, so she requested that I don't have any unnatural accelerants in my body while I'm being healed. So no booze, no caffeine, and no spices. Oh, wow. So basically, my life's spices, really, really fucking yeah, plain dude. and boring right now. Sounds like a bodybuilder's fucking... I mean, I still eat Mexican dude. food, and I don't fucking... You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, like, yeah. I just... I'm eating it less because, you it know, just, that's like... That's like, go get a cheeseburger without the cheese. Like, fuck you. Don't tell me to do that. They're literally you know like, I mean? don't put anything in your body that's going to make anything spike. Just let it, let it coast. Yeah, that's what yeah. you're doing. But it's also, like, basically, I can't have any fucking fun. You know what I mean? So... <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and the, no, like, the no caffeine thing is fucking terrible. Oh, the recovery Jesus, to it could be kind of long, right? Yeah. So, dude, it's like weird. Like, I have a friend who got it, got it, and it went away in two weeks. 
So take wow. me, take us through, um, when you, when it happened, did it happen? You woke up one day and, and you're paralyzed on one side of your face or. Yeah. So, so my, my girlfriend's name is Trina. Her and I were up in the East Bay. Uh, our buddies opened a vegan or sorry, it's a Venezuelan Mexican fusion restaurant and half the dishes are vegan. So okay. they're like some longtime friends of mine. I wanted to go try the food. We went, we did it. All that day, I had like a really minor little like just pain in my temple. Like I thought it was like a small migraine, you know, no, no big deal. I'm, I, I'm trying to knock like soda and caffeine and all that stuff yeah. for a while. So I just thought it was that, you know, I was like, fuck it, whatever. I wake up the next day and like literally my mouth is like, like this. Yeah. Just, and then what's, so what's weird is it's the right side of my face. It's, that's affected, right? When it, when it happened, I couldn't open this eye my left eye mm. and my right eye was fine and then so i like looked up online my buddy works at stanford i called him i was like yo this is what's up what the fuck do you think this is you know what i mean everyone's like oh what did you eat last night i'm like i had this food they're like oh yeah it's a large reaction so i took enough venezuela to kill a fucking elephant and just slept all day yeah and then i woke up the next day and like it was a like, kind of painful too you know and then like like i said i couldn't open this eye at all and then I woke up the next day and it was just like, I couldn't blink this eye and my face was still all fucked up like that. And then like, I was like looking in the mirror, like, you know, when you first wake up and you're like super out of it, I'm mm -hmm. like staring in the mirror and I'm like, is my fucking face not working? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, damn. And then so stuck open or close that eye open. Oh, really? Yeah, so, so like this, so this one, like, that's why I see it. Like I'm trying to open both eyes right now. How was oh fuck? Dude. So yeah, you have to. You you said that your uh, your girlfriend had to tape your eyes shut to go to bed, right? Mm -hmm. That's not what an, I, that not was any, my next question. Dude. Yeah, so not yeah. anymore. So so I've recovered enough. My eye is at like ninety to ninety five percent recovered. The actual okay, eye, like being able to close, lubricate itself, et cetera, et cetera. Like, you know, so my eye is at like ninety percent, and like I'm overall probably like, I don't know, forty to sixty percent recovered. Cause like when I talk right now, you know, my, my face is still moving. Like before it was literally like from, from here over, you just saw no move. Like you saw nothing. And it mm -hmm. only affects your face. Doesn't affect any, like the right side of your body or anything. Joel, you're Correct. one step ahead of me, dude. You got all my questions. <laughs> you're just spitting them out for me. I'm like, I'm yeah, like yeah. trying to spit it out, but now I can just drink a beer. Go for yeah, it. <laughs> no, no. Chug your beer. I got, I got the show, dude. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I was talking to Joel number one, dude. Oh fuck! Uh, dude. I didn't. I didn't address fuck, you guys dude. properly, dude. Fuck, dude. Uh, it's all right. It's all right. Can we just kick him out of here? We don't need two souls. Like, um, no. Uh, what was the last thing we said? Sorry. Oh, it was uh, only. Did your it affect your body? Oh, all. so it can. So it can. Like, you can. You can get long-term body paralysis from it. That's like extremely rare. Um, basically it's like, it's, it's like a mini stroke. That's the best way to explain it without any dangerous stroke elements, pretty mm -hmm. much is what happened. So like, and that was my big thing is like when I woke up the next day, my, my lip, especially with the lip being stuck like that, I was like, did I have a fucking stroke? Am I having a stroke? You know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't like, cause a lot of people have strokes when they sleep and a lot of people die. The mind way. always goes for the worst of ob obviously when you see something extreme, like, that. yeah. Yeah. So I was like, what the fuck? So I fucking. You know, and the fucked up part is we're in the middle of COVID. So my fucking girlfriend's freaking the fuck out. 
And I'm like, I have to take myself to the emergency room. Like, you can't come with me. And she's like, what the fuck? And I was like, no, they literally won't let you in. Like, I'm not being a dick. <laughs> like, yeah, literally, yeah. they won't let you come with me. Because I called ahead of time. And they were like, you can't have anybody with you. I was like, uh, what if I only have one working eye? <laughs> I still have to drive myself there. They were like, yeah, or we can send you an ambulance. And I was like, I'm not falling for that. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not falling for a $3,000 taxi. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. So I literally like, yeah, I literally like drove down 68 like this. <laughs> At least I've done that drunk before. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know that road because I live in Pacific Grove. So I know that road like the back of my hand. So yeah, drunk yeah. one eye, whatever. I got it, dude. Like, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Drunk, but, no eyes, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They showed up and it was like, they were just like, it's a bunch of bullshit with like your forehead and your tongue. So like, because half my forehead still works and I have full control of my tongue, they were like, Oh, you have Bell's palsy. It wasn't a stroke. Cause I guess the stroke, the way the nervous system affects you when your body tries to fight back, it paralyzes your entire, like you can't move your forehead at all. No, but, like no. I can move, you know, like I can. Yeah. I got this yeah. guy. It's just Ace fine. Ventura pretty nice, dude. Thank you. Thank you. I, I still, I've, Tried my whole life, dude. I can't really do it. <laughs> well, the funny part is, is before this happened, like I'm I'm right side dominant. So it was always like I had to raise this one. And now I don't even have to try. I just go, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. slick now. Yeah. It's like I'm a lot I'm a little bit more subtle and sneaky. Do you have to take a bunch of time off of uh Joel Cape Cupcake Live for so I actually I actually took my vlog or podcast, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And I, I transitioned it into like every week I was actually documenting like, this is what I learned this week. This is the treatments they gave me. These are the pills I'm on, et cetera. So for the first, like, I think it was like the first eight weeks or six weeks I documented that. And then I, and then now I just do every month I do like a health update basically. Mm-hmm. So how was that first episode getting back on camera and dude, trying to talk into a microphone? I, I, well, my face wasn't working yet. Yeah. So like at first it was still like, like, I mean, Joel probably remembers better than and then any of you. Cause I know we're friends on social. It's like for a while, it was literally like, I'm talking and just ha- this whole, everything you see here is just not moving. Yeah. I, yeah. I've watched many, I watched a lot of your yeah. live stuff and stuff. Yeah. Like, so yeah. it was like fucking, it was dude, it was, it was really nerve wracking. And like it, mentally I was like, fuck, what if I'm stuck like this? Like that was just plaguing me for the first like three mm-hmm. months. Like, and then uh, it, I I have medicate I have medical because obviously I'm not working because you know the fucking industry shut down, um, and so just the medical system. Yes, I have free healthcare and I should be thankful of that, but it's it's a fucking mess. Obviously, like the medical system in America is a fucking joke. I think everyone can more or less agree on that. Yeah, yeah, and, sure. and they didn't. The first doctor I was seeing, he straight up hits me with, I don't believe in acupuncture, so I'm not going to recommend that for you. But this mm-hmm. motherfucker was making me take, I was taking the pills that like kill herpes and shit. I was taking the stuff that kills Lyme disease. And like, I was taking all that stuff mixed That's with steroids. too, dude. It's like, they'd rather just put a white powder in your body than exactly. any other and, alternative. Yeah, and like, it, they were, and they were making me do all that mixed with steroids. So for like the first month, I was... I would like not shit for like a couple days at a time. Like that was terrible. But then I would have like hot and cold flash, like the steroids like wrecked me. And then I'm taking all these crazy medicines. And the one for 
They gave me one for shingles, I think it is. The fucking pill is so big, dude. When they gave it to me at the pharmacy, she goes, you have to sign the pen pad that you acknowledge that you have to take these sitting up or standing and you won't lay down for half an hour. Hazard. God yeah. damn. The pill was a fucking, I'm like, I can't control half my mouth and you're giving me a choking hazard pill? <laughs> like, that seems fucking smart. Just give me a suppository, yeah. dude. I know. <laughs> Honestly, at that point in time, I might as fucking well have, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, so shit. after like four, five months, they finally, my regular doctor, I got, I finally started seeing her. I didn't have to see the dude I was seeing for the palsy. And I was like, I want to try acupuncture because we have a friend that got it. Dude, she had it for 10 months, poor girl. And the only way it went away is they not only had to do acupuncture on her, but they had to do like electroshock acupuncture. Mm. So they put the needles in you and then they, they run electrical currents directly into Jesus. your fucking face. I'm not going to do that. There's no way. That's my brain can't compute that in a safe way. <laughs> that's, a, that's such a crossover yeah. of like ancient medicine and current technology. Exactly. <laughs> that's why I was like, that's not going to, we're not, no. We're, we're breaking, no. yeah, we're fucking breaking down boundaries here, dude. We're cutting through the supernatural, dude. Yeah. So I was like, going to fucking evoke spirits coming out of my cheeks, dude. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So like, literally i went the first day i met the lady she's like an old punk rock lady so it's tight because we can we just talk about music all day and like weed it's sick you know what i mean <laughs> so yeah. literally first day i got it done and then we were driving uh where were I, go? I think we were driving to go visit her parents uh they had just moved to vegas or something like that you know i we were going her and i were going on a trip somewhere and like we're like three hours out of Monterey and I stop at a gas station mm -hmm. and I'm like, you know, you look in the rearview mirror when you're about to back up, you know what I mean? So I look up and she said something and she made me laugh and I fucking smiled on both sides oh, of my shit. face. Literally first acupuncture session, I got the this part of my face back. Damn. Wow. Like right off the bat. And I was like, so I saw my doctor the next week and I was like, why, why did this other asshole that works in the clinic with you not let me do this earlier? Like, yeah so uh, yes I've, I've i've proof it's working see yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then so that was at first it was just my face and then all of a sudden like uh it's only been it hasn't even been a full two months of me not having to tape my eyes shut like i had to do that for like for like five and a half months wow Man. i had to i had to literally like every day and night like cut a little they it's called they actually make tape that works on your skin Mm -hmm. it's designed to make sure you know because when you like we all have grandparents you've seen their hands and they well, you know uh, when you yeah. put the fucking mm -hmm. the things and they bruise so like the tape's designed to make sure you don't even bruise on an old person you know what i mean okay so they they gave me a roll of it at the er they were like just take this roll like we won't charge you for it and mm -hmm. so i was having to literally like pull the eyelid down and fucking put it there you know uh, every night dude every night and then you wake up and even with that I'm having to put drops in because it's so dry and bloodshot. And mm -hmm. that was the other thing that fucking scared me. And especially you, are you the only one that wears glasses? I think. Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah, you yeah. Should, I should have them on, but I, uh, I can't. <laughs> well, so basically they said the number one concern with Bell's palsy is that patients don't take care of their eyes and they lose the eye. It doesn't work. Yeah. So I'm like, great, I might be stuck like this and I might turn into a fucking pirate. You know what I mean? So you're like, buying you're buying fucking like pint-sized bottles of Visine and shit. Yeah, so I had a bunch of that. I have like 
I literally have two bottles that are always with me. One's just like a re-wetting and one's for like a irritated, like a red eye drop. Mm-hmm. And then Joel remembers I actually I had to wear an eye patch for like two three months. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, I was gonna say, did you tape your eye shut and then use the eye patch to say fuck no. it? And okay, okay. No, so during the day because the whole thing was like part of your eye control is the instinct to blink. Mm-hmm. You know, so they were like, we want you to do that because if you're not using the muscle memory, it's gonna take you longer to recover. So I would walk around with the eye patch on and if the wind did come through, like I would try to blink and it would, it would, the muscle would remember how to work. So, but like, I mean, I couldn't even, it was so bad. Like you don't realize what you use both eyes for and like totally. depth perception and shit, dude, the first, like I, I couldn't do a single, I didn't work for a month and a half because I couldn't look at a, a computer screen for more than about like 15 minutes without this eye just turning bright red and literally like burning. Yeah. So like, and then when you do the one eye, it strains the other eye too much. I was like, dude, this is bonkers. Damn. Damn, dude. Yeah. And then after like a month, you know, and then Joel was bringing up your, his uh, tinnitus thing Mm. on your podcast too. Mm -hmm. It's like, you guys have a common thing going right now where you guys had like a solid, so far you're already a half a year into the Bell's palsy thing. You said what, six months before you started really adjusting to mm-hmm. having the hear loss hearing loss too in one ear it's like fuck dude i'm i'm even though my ears are probably definitely lowered from all the death metal and car noises and shit my whole life like at least i still have two ears that work at the same efficiency yeah and yeah. two eyes that work at the same efficiency they're not like 100 but they still work the same and i'm i'm hearing like the one not working as much as the other and i'm just like it's giving me a little bit of an anxiety attack right now (laughs) yeah i mean in in the beginning i mean it's what it's i'm sure joel can attest to what you know going through his bell's palsy and shit like in the beginning it's a bunch of freak out uh and what like we said earlier it's you're thinking it's it's gonna be like this forever and that's how i was with my ear which Mm -hmm. they said yes which sucked but um you know it's you basically that denial um entry phase for the first couple months you're just like flipping your shit like not understanding yeah. you know you don't understand fully because i just thought for me i thought like oh my ears i got earwax that's what i thought i Dude, literally po- thought was i was just like- gonna say podcasts to you is his tape on his eye that's yeah. what you were drowning out your your tinnitus with oh yeah yeah no definitely and, I, have, and I still have to go to bed to that every night i go to bed to a podcast or something playing because it's just white noise if i don't you know it's mm-hmm. like super ringing so that's that's the tape on the eye for him dude it's like yeah. Fuck, yeah. you guys gotta do an extra step than we do mm-hmm. just to fall asleep at night it's like we're both named joel we both have jh initials we both have parents in albuquerque <laughs> yeah. new mexico and california know, dude, dude, yeah. <laughs> if you got two of something you're gonna lose one of it by the dude, yeah right like Oh, we're both big dudes we're both yeah. like, we should just start like a security company dude I don't know. Yeah. or like a or like uh you know big joel's movers and, uh, it's, like, like, and it's like which like, stole are you gonna get to move your house today you know like you're like oh fuck i got a horner god damn it yeah <laughs> oh yeah but yeah no it's like do you guys have different middle initials mine's Mine's N. What's yours? Okay, mine's F. That was, okay. I was about to freak out if it was F. But Dude, I should have just I should have just waited for you and been like, yeah, same. <laughs> well, we've created a new name on this podcast that I think should become popular, which is Joseph. Joseph. Oh, I have a uh, couple Joseph. friends that call me that. I have a couple friends that call me that. Yeah, yeah. 
Me too. Okay. <laughs> oh, am I yeah. Joseph, Joseph and he's and just Joel? No, I think Joseph is just the it's 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 ambiguous between me and Joel, but it just is a name that occurs not unfrequently. People just say it on accident. Joseph and Josel. Yeah. It's like, like it's just, like it's like a hybrid. It's like decrep decrepitated. Oh yeah. You know? Oh. Yeah. Decrepitated tormentation, dude. I'm oh, I'm yeah. that's for that's for people that's who were much, really dude. around in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> blowing you, number you two's know, mind. Decrepitated. Shout out. Oh, our, our new band. I'd actually love to watch that episode again. We're referencing the the uh, pilot episode of this podcast. Yeah, that no one's ever seen. We're since, it back. Well, it was on the internet for like the first week. Yeah. And then we, <laughs> we were like, you know what? Let's take it down. We'll start it with yeah. Deeds. We I deleted have a, it for episode one. I have Deeds, a guitar so. profile called Decrepitated Tormentations. I started writing, <laughs> nice, dude. Started writing a song. I love that. Yeah, yeah I, should, I should open it up again, but. Dude, yeah. out, shout out to my cousin Eric. I used to work. He just left uh, my shop, but he he worked with me, and and he was uh, a flubber of the English language. And I thought you said I thought you said fluffer at first, and I was like, what? <laughs> the fluffer? No, I'm referencing. Like, flubber. I was like, we're Robin real Williams going. Movie. We're really going like you know the Robin Williams yeah, Disney yeah. movie flubber. Yeah, I'm yeah. referencing yeah. that, dude. So he flubbed. Uh, <laughs> or I'm referencing flub from. It's Sacramento, so yeah. Or a woman that Any gets the, the guy, the male talent hard, uh, hard, and then, anyways, keep going. <laughs> I know, dude. A, I was just showing all a, the different references. Michael anyways, Alvarez, shout out. He butchered. Right he butchered there. a few a few words, and tormentation was one that like made me literally laugh out loud. So I, I like that. that. And it actually was a word in like the 18th century. It's like 18th Scottish English yeah. 18th century tormentation. Dude, I think. So sorry. <laughs> I think we should call the new odious album Decrepitated Tormentation. Dude, <laughs> I'm down, dude. You know I'm going to say down. yes, dude. It's, Why not, dude. It fell out of my mouth, so of course I'm going to say yes. <laughs> and we were talking about uh, we were talking about de deprecated and all of a sudden I mixed decrepit, deprecated no. and decapitated all in the same decrepitation, <laughs> decrepitated tormentation, dude. Let's just do it, dude. So, Why do I end everything like, with dude? Why don't you guys tell me to stop saying dude? Bro, listen, it's do you know Chase, dude? Huh? <laughs> you know Chase, dude? No Chase, Chase, dude. I definitely. No, know I don't Chase know if you dude. watched all of our episode with Joel and I, but we literally have like a whole conversation about how who else yeah. is it that fucking does that? You said Naveen. Scobie, Scobie, Naveen. Scobie and Naveen. No, Scobie yeah, yeah. and Naveen. Yes, yes. I've been I've been watching a lot of uh Cooper Crab and and cracking up about Naveen based on the conversation you guys had about <laughs> yeah. how he talked. Like, it's funny because I was talking about like that that slang to them and they're like they're like, dude, Joel, you do it too. And I was like, you just said, right. dude, Joel. Oh wait, no, yeah. that was them talking. Never mind. Well, no, but, no, but, they, like, they, but like we all said, dude, the but there's like there's like a way they say it though yeah like, yeah it's inflection on how they like if i saw joel show, I'd be like, joel dude what's up man and then but if i saw dude. chase chase would be like dude dude what's dude. up man like, look around <laughs> fuck yeah dude fuck yeah, yeah dude yeah like it's well, not like you're, you're not saying dude you're saying did the, like the <laughs> severed dudes would call me bro dude because i would always start a sentence with bro or dude and end it with bro or dude so they're just like dude bro there's nothing bro, wrong dude. with that dude like bro. bro dude bro dude like this dude nothing see i just did it fuck i didn't even mean to do it right there i just did it you know what i mean it's fucking like, it's cali coast dude dude Scotty, when i yeah. when i start when i started touring in like 2006 i toured from like 2006 to 2010 and it was like 
the only time I would ever get pissed is when people are like, hey, man, you have a California accent. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck did you just say to me? I'm like, we, we're normal. You're, the You're one like, with an accent. yeah, no, maybe. But what the fuck, dude? Well, yeah. y'all got an accent. Yeah. I'm like, no, dude, listen, it's fucking tubular on the West Coast. All right, dude? Like, fuck you, Alabama, and you're sure. All right, dude? We're just here to shred the gnar and fucking take off. Dude. We used to have discussions about that with Matt and stuff. Remember, it was like, oh, dude, Matt's got the such what, what a was like the original English, and I, 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 I would like mess with them. I'd be like, dude, it's it's British, dude. Like they're like they're the ones that have the original English, and Matt's like, no, but like we speak it clear, like California <laughs> more like, phonetically, or like you know, like that's like like in reality, English, it's just like English without an accent. In. Yeah, but like, but even if you have an accent without any like tinge to it like even in new york like it, like people speak even in texas people speak like like different like dial, that, that not like even dialect but yeah if you yeah, add in that lexicon, flat english lexicon. without the deed like, or without the oh fucking this or whatever the texas thing like yeah. you know it's just that flat english <laughs> anyone can speak it you know and yeah, it's like yeah. that was like that's like the the default English for the world. And it's kind of true, but I was all like, no, yeah. it's like British. Like, you know, like, no, and I was like, well, actually I was wrong. Well, Dude, I have like, this, I have I this know, female think... friend from the, from the East coast. That's got like, ah, pack the cat, pack the dogs, pack, you know, all that shit. <laughs> and like, we, we used to go out and for drinks and stuff. She's all like, ah, what do you, she's all, I'm all used to making, I was making a little fun of her accent. She's all, she's all, what do you want me to say? Park the car. <laughs> the way she said that, <laughs> I was crying. Yeah. The way she like, her, like, like actually that's us. the most I understood you all night. Yeah. <laughs> my my last episode of my show i had somebody from canada on and it's like hella funny because he sounds completely normal and then if you hear him say oot or a boot that's it but oh, like yeah, the rest yeah, of yeah. the time he literally sounds like he's from fucking like la like he totally. sounds like us and then it, it's just like yeah yeah and then, you know i was oot interviewing this band and, <laughs> and then like they wanted to know what the interview was about and i'm like <laughs> like motherfucker! I literally brought it up at the end of the episode. So I was like, one thing that I was already going to bring up was you just said hella funny, and and the word hella, even even back in uh the the turn you know two thousand or two thousand three four when these when I started hanging out with Casey and Joel and shit, they used yeah. to make fun of me for saying hella. Oh yeah. Now that's just an international fucking word, dude. Yeah, well, like, it's because I don't know why hello was like the valley thing. Like, I don't yeah. know why we associated that with the Central Valley. Like, because I've always heard it from Bay Area people. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? I think yeah. Santa Cruz kind of put their, they put their foot in the sand, put their line in the sand or whatever saying. That's totally. You know, if you say hello and you're, that means you're not from Santa Cruz. Yeah. And yeah. even growing I, up, I've like. I've never heard it in like, San Diego ever. Okay. Yeah. So they, yeah, I mean, they were like, they were yeah. like militant about it. Like in high school, they yeah. were like, mm -hmm. but now said hello, like they would make fun of you. They were like. I'm hearing people in New York doing podcasts and they're saying the word hella. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, they're, I think it's one Stefani or something yeah. that like made yeah, it international, they, obviously. They, yeah. They, they, I say hecka. Just because like, some people it says hella. It's actually funny. To say <laughs> yeah, dude, that's hecka sick, dude. That's hecka well, wicked tight, dude. I, I, I try and do that in front of the, do the hecka. I don't even really say hella that much actually anymore. Yeah. It's probably because of you guys. You guys probably. Shot, shoved it down inside of my psyche. So you know far that, that band I... Hella. Oh yeah, yeah, dude, it's killer fucking band. Dude. Hella's killer. Max is sick drummer, dude. Yeah, Zach is. He blew my mind because he's got a different. He's got a style that I've never seen. I mean, it's super spastic, but at the same time, like he's hella sick. It's hella sick, dude. It is hella, hella. sick. But you know, you know what, dude? 
we we get crap for that word but i toured with this band called the network from boston they were like uh i don't even know how to describe it like an ion dissonance type band where it's like really techie and really heavy but they had a lot of like insanely fast parts they told her like ed gein and shit that was yeah, like the yeah. wheelhouse mm-hmm. and they everything was fucking wicked like yeah. that's wicked sick oh, you oh yeah mm, like yeah. hey you want and then they always so so it's not pack like you know when we go say hey we're gonna i'm gonna go get like a, a, a pack or a case of beer it's yeah. rack if you don't if you oh, don't go rack. 30 rack they're like what the fuck are you talking about like, like a yeah, rack yeah. of smokes too they, yeah yeah like, yeah be like, really? i'm gonna go get like a fucking i'm gonna go get a rack of beer and we're gonna have a wicked fun time and i'd always be like you guys are that motherfucking word dude <laughs> and, and then that those specific guys on tour when they saw an ugly chick they were like oh look at that fucking swamp donkey over there like nobody better lose and talk to her tonight and i was like so the, the surfer ever, one the, the surfer one was uh there was sea donkey yes <laughs> yes which i guess makes sense but if you, you get more inland in in yeah and more swampy yeah when you're a swamp yeah i guess either way it's like you're not gonna find a donkey in either of those places you know <laughs> exactly that's kind of my sea point or in the like, swamp i was like all right dudes like i mean they were all fucking hilarious but like the shit they said i was like I was like, dude, wicked's not a good adjective, dude. Like, I'm sorry. And they're like, oh, like hella is, or you fucking putting <laughs> dude or bro before everything is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so East I want to get, I want to, I, and I, where I'm, I'm having a fucking blast right now, guys, just so you know. But I want to get back to the music part of it. And like, you just dropped oh, yes. a couple of names Ian Dissonance, Ed Gein, that, that's all like, you know, the black market activities era, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. So it, those, I just like to say those... real fast too. We got Go someone chatting in. Oh, this guy yeah. James Moran, the live chat. Oh, shout out Thanks to James. Your, uh, yeah, shout out your comments, man. Pretty funny. We're having a good time. We're having, yeah, dude. I mean, anybody's in there want to ask some questions? Thing. Yeah, we're all just um, blind by the seat of our pants here. I I, I met up with James uh, last time I was in Santa Cruz, and he sold me oh, some sick. microphones, and he's nice. fucking rad. And uh, shout out yeah, to James. James. He's a okay. longtime listener and, and a cool guy. So. Yeah. All right, back, yeah. On <laughs> back on track. Back on track. It was like right in the middle. <laughs> it's all good. Oh, fuck so you, I was... <laughs> sorry. So you Joel, Joel, shut the fuck up, dude. Joel number one. Dude, I have to take a number I'm trying two, to number talk. One. I'm trying to talk to <laughs> number, number two, one. dude. Thank you. Got it. Somebody addressed me appropriately dude. finally. It's I, I, what, I've already been the same, Joel. Too Joel, many Joel. cooks in the kitchen, too many Joels in the podcast, dude. <laughs> yeah. Too many Joels. Um, uh, so yeah, it, those those name drops just made me think of like an area, an early era that y- you obviously were active in managing and um, putting on shows at that time as well, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So one is like, who was the first group that like you were working with that things made you feel like, okay, I'm I'm was pinup a thing when did pinup start and like when did you start feeling like okay this is actually a really serious thing like i need i i gotta give more of my life to it and it for a good reason you know so, what i'm saying yeah yeah no i know exactly what you mean so i mentioned it earlier like i was just doing shows at the, at the 418 for fun literally mm-hmm. like i had like uh pat that who passed away from arsonist like his little brother worked with me i had our friend lucy um 
you know, Ethan was Pat's younger brother, his friend, Jose, we had like a, there was a bunch of us that like, they all, we all did, you know, they were my team that helped me do the shows. And we just did 418. And then one day I, I got an email, like I said, uh, she actually is still in the industry. Her name's Amanda Fior. She oh, yeah, I know, is like the, yeah, she's like the label manager at Sumerian records Sumerian, now. Yeah. Nice. yeah. She, she used to be a booking agent and she emailed me and the package was winds of plague, Catherine, uh, born of Osiris and at the throne of judgment. And like, she hit me up for that. And this was like, I'm probably fucking 2008 or maybe mm. even earlier, like 2007. And she was like, I need 1500 bucks for the package. And like, before that was like, I mean, I booked my fucking friends and it was like, I will split them. Like, you know, if I book like arsonist and taste of blood, it's like, we'll just split the money three ways. Like I was sure whatever, you know, I was, I didn't know what I was fucking doing. I was a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when she was like, I need this, I was like, like, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a lot, but like I'd already booked, um, Catherine. I went to play multiple times in the area. Born of Osiris was like super hot. Cause that was when like the, um, that was like the, when the like suicide silence, and, like the pre death core movement was kicking in. That's what I like to call mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I'll do the show. I ended up fucking, that was like one of the best shows I've ever booked lineup wise, like just, attendance everything like i fucking slammed the show out and then i was like because like i booked everything i was like i was the person i talked shit about now where i booked everything over myspace you know mm -hmm. like when people book shows over facebook i'm like dude send me a fucking email like fuck yourself yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> and like <laughs> you know it's like don't face the questions to me i have literally three different emails like choose one you know yeah and so i i used i, I just done everything over myspace because that literally that was like was the, the main hub for us back then dude. well and it was just so easy to use like mm -hmm. yeah you know it's not like today we're like oh are my messages filtered am i even gonna see if some fucking somebody messaged me about a show back then it was like oh odious mortem click message go can i book you for 600 bucks you know what i mean like yeah it was that simple back then like it was kind of like the wild west you know and then so that happened i was like fuck it i want to do this full time like let's just let's just rip it you know i had a good support system we like would go there would be like 100 kids partying at my house after the show like like that was when that that it, it was cool to be into metal and metalcore you know what yeah, i mean yeah. so like it wasn't like we had friends where we were the weird metal dudes like everyone else that was a punk dude was was now the weirdo yeah totally you know so we fucking i just ran with it and then um a couple of years later i met Andrew, who actually he actually started Pinup Productions, and he worked in San Jose. Um, and long story short, uh, I was young and very headstrong, and there was a place called the Cave in San Jose, which some of you might mm -hmm. remember. Yep. The promoters that ran that place were fucking dickheads, and they like stole the show from me and told a couple local bands like, if you play for Joel, you can't play for us. They like tried to do this whole mob bullshit. It was like wow. crazy. And so my response was. I am not going to tell any bands that at all, that they can't play for me. And I'm going to put these fucking assholes out of business. So I found this guy, Andrew, he started pinup. He wanted to do stuff in Santa Cruz. I wanted to do stuff in San Jose. We started working together. We like combined our teams. Um, Which a from Santa Cruz to San Jose, what's the, the drive? 45 minutes, minutes. You know 45, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So like it was, it made sense logically. Yeah. And like, yeah. they had a lot of good local bands. We had a lot of good local bands. I'm like, it was interesting because this is like back in the day you could book moria literally i did a mm -hmm. i did a tour where i booked the tour in salinas santa cruz and san jose i put moria on each show 
each night did a minimum of 300 people. Fuck yeah. I'm like, it's not like that anymore. You would never, you wouldn't be caught dead those, with the routing. You see that in uh, LA pockets too, dude. Like yeah. you play enough shows within a few days of each other down in SoCal, you'll see some familiar faces at each one yeah. of those shows. They'll follow you through all three, two, whatever. And and I, that's what I love about, you know, those pocket, those big mm-hmm. pockets of, of fans to where it's like, it ends up being like a little mini- grateful dead situation where people are following (laughs) your next fucking gig you know yeah yeah and so we so we did like some of those shows together and like all the people that were helping me with arsenic all grew up like they were all we were all kids together you know what i mean and you know some people wanted to go to college some people needed a career some people had to care their families and so it, it ended up just being me and i was already working with andrew and he had like he had a full, his own full staff and he, but I came in and I was immediately, it was just a partner partnership, you know, Andrew and I are still friends to this day. I was the groomsman in his wedding. You know what I mean? Him and I were roommates for a couple of years. Like, and he was like, yo, why don't we just, cause everything was like an arsenic and pinup production. And he's like, why don't we just do one name? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, all right, well, this is what I make. I was like, you know, I'll still have a day job. That's fine. Or like a part-time work. But like, as long as you, as long as this is worth my while, like, let's fucking do it. So we did it. You know what I mean? And then a couple of years after that, Andrew was like, I want to get married and, you know, not be living paycheck to paycheck. So he, he wanted to learn how to do real estate. So he went and did that. And then I run pen up. I mean, I have a whole different team of partners and people now, but for a long time, it was me and everybody else that helped. Yeah. And so, when did it migrate down to Southern California? Because now Pinup books a lot of shows down here where, where I am, for sure. Yeah, so another story akin to what I said about the cave. There was a group in San Jose that popped up doing shows called Cry Wolf Entertainment. Cry Wolf, but spelled like W-U-L-F. Mm-hmm. They were they were actually the first group of people that tried to do the whole like boycott Joel. Like he doesn't treat bands fair, all this, you, you know, like you have one show where something goes off the rail or you have to ask a band to cut a song because of the headliner and they don't want to know what the reason is. You know, they just get mad. So mm-hmm. it was funny because they started putting on killer shows and I met a couple of the guys and we like, I tried to squash the beef. It never really worked. And then one of the dudes and then I... I had a spy in their camp to put it deceitfully. Um, <laughs> and he was like, Oh, yo, like the three guys that own the company are fighting. So I called Dave, uh, Forster, and I go, Yo, like, I know you're the best. I like you. We get along. We vibe. He also, like, a lot of those, one of those dudes was more into like five finger death punch, like just super mainstream stuff. And the other dude was like an older, like bar metal head. You know what I mean? And Dave was the one that, like, liked he listens to parkway drive and hate breed and like the shit i listen to so i called him and i was like yo i hear you and the guys are on the outs uh come be a part of pinup i'll make you like vice president right off the bat uh only deal is i don't like anybody that fucking works for you so only you can come (laughs) damn uh he said yes he said yes and then so he worked with us for a couple years in norcal he was already good at what he did. I taught him, like, I have, like, a specific way of doing things. Like, Joel's seen how I am at shows. Like, yeah. I have, like, there's... Joel mode. Yeah, yes. Like, so I taught Dave that. He learned well. And then he was with a lady for a while that he's not with. And they were like, we're going to move to L.A. Like, she wanted to go down there for work or some shit. 
Mm. Um, and he's like, I'm going to go like, let's do pen up LA. I was like, bro, if we can make it work, like it's going to be competitive, let's fucking do it. Sick. So, and that, you know, that's been, we've been doing shows in LA three, four years now, I think. Nice. Yeah. And I must've seen some of them. Um, I, I love that 1720 uh, yes. venue that you guys. Have I hate the location, but I love the venue. Yeah, inside is, is really nice. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, so we've done that. And then the last like two years, we've expanded, like, we're doing Fresno and Sacramento now. Oh, sick. Um, I work with Ernest a lot. Um, I don't know if you guys know him, but he's the guy that does all the sh- all the metal shows at the Phoenix Theater in Petaluma. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I love that spot, too. Yeah, I love that place. So him and I are doing a lot of stuff together. We have some, how do I, I can't spoil it, but we have some thrash legends coming up in November there. That nice. will be announced very soon. Metallica? That, Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. This will no. give it away, but some partying thrash legends coming up. That mm, might give it nice. away. Sick. So. Exist. Yes. <clears throat> um, no, no. No? Okay. Toxicology. Okay. Right. okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, that That's 2022. But um, Oh, shit. I, I wanted to say, I also, I think I played the first pinup show that was hosted at PBW in Pomona. Um, oh shit what vintage used to be in i i'm still in transcend the realm and we opened for the zenith zenith passage and kennedy vale Mm -hmm. i remember that tour yeah and they played pbw i think that was the first time that uh pinup productions booked out of that spot i I believe you're actually correct sir yeah i believe you are correct so what's what's your um link with nick bain i know nick bain um he does uh, the hard uh, times hard times which is yeah and just shout out to hard times fucking the news stuff like the news posts are like probably the funniest fucking things i've ever oh, seen yeah. in my life Dude, like, seriously i like i literally that's probably the only like facebook group where i'm scrolling oh, and i'll just times? read it and i'll literally yeah i'll start oh, the hard times up. yeah i love, I'll the, hard start, Dude, I love the hard fucking times. i know i'll literally start cracking oh, wow. up like audibly yeah. like at work Instagram, or something like, you know? yeah <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. No, so they get me I love hard times because I feel like it doesn't matter if you're like a hardcore kid or like a death metal kid or yeah. like a, a mainstream uh, yes. metal kid. Like they, their, their, their captions, their headlines are the shit we all will so want to say and don't say. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, because it's like I don't want to say this because it's gonna offend half my fans. <laughs> or like in in your guys's case, this might offend yeah. some of my fans. Fuck, dude. But like, yeah, oh, yeah. hard times said it. It's fine. It's fine. Fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like the so, onion, but it's like the hard times. Yeah, it's the onion, yes, basically. Yeah, that's how you're using hardcore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so yes. good, dude. So, uh, so clever. Nick, funny story. Uh, Nick actually used to work with me at Arsenic very way back in the day. Um, okay. But he was into like, I don't know what, I mean, you know, he listened to like the Locust and like the real offbeat punk stuff. But then he mm-hmm. also listened to like, um you know bands like a lot like birds like stuff that is now considered like frog indie rock but like mm-hmm. back then it was just considered like real far-reaching like mellow punk music there wasn't a term for it back then the genre didn't exist you know there was just yeah, a few bands yeah. that did it and nick loved that stuff and he always wanted to book it and bring all these weird expensive european bands over and so we just stopped working he just stopped being a part of the team because i would never do what he wanted which shame on me i should have been because he started doing stuff on his own as Bane shows for a really long time. That's right. And it worked. But uh, to answer your initial question, we went to high school together. Okay. Yeah. So him I think there was and, a connection with you guys. Yeah. So him and I and Pat from Arsonist and uh, Cameron from Arsonist all went to high school together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was a very uh, rocking high school. I mean, you got like um, 
Chase Naveen, you, all these like people coming out of that high school around the same period. I mean, it mm -hmm. was uh, definitely one. I mean, compared to my high school, I mean, we had Taste of Blood, but I mean, there wasn't like, you know, there seems like there's been a lot. I know. I wish they should do a reunion. I have both okay. physical copies, dude. Unless you guys did some demos I didn't get a hold of, but I got whatever the the first one and the second one that was a, the first OG independent which is like yeah. a red cover one i, I yeah, yeah. remember yep. album names but then the green one that came out on who actually put that Tri first one out? tribunal yep tribunal let's right. say tribunals sorry i i'm i am obsessed with predator like that record yeah yeah stands the test of time like joel you've seen totally. every time i talk about top records lists it's literally always on it like yeah yeah like if you like heavy music that you can like mosh like hardcore dance to moria is always what i tell people to check out from the 831 and if you just like fucking good tech like more like tech metal stuff i always tell people to check out predator like yeah yeah check that so. shit oh definitely animosity yeah. is what took me to, i actually got to that before i even knew joel it's funny the the you know it doesn't take that long to end up connecting to somebody you know that's close yeah. to you because we the grids only reaches it reaches far in the underground if you're in your little bay area lower <laughs> bay area yeah. you know and but i got to taste the blood from animosity and then hooked up with joel and the odious guys and then found out that joel actually was an original member right yeah was it yep. original in high school yep yeah we oh, started dude. it all together me tommy me tommy derek and this guy garrett and martin all started in high school we were in a punk band or there's a band called ill breed it was like a punk band out of aptos and um they were like you know I, it was one of those things i think we talked about on one of the podcasts where i showed up and played a riff for them i played a cryptopsy riff for them and they were just like what you could play cryptopsy they were just like instantly like like we got to start another project we got to get something going blah blah, blah. And we basically got it started and this is how the taste of what started was to play the battle of the bands in high school we we wanted to play the battle because we would you know every year we'd see the battle of the bands and stuff and and we all were like we all played instruments but we all like didn't get together and actually play you know mm -hmm. and we'd see these bands playing like damn they're actually like pretty decent and uh we went got the band together probably played for two or three months played the battle of the bands and won it and then we were like oh shit this is like a like an actual a thing that we can do i thought mm -hmm. i was just doing it for fun to be like like I want to jam with my friends and be in a band, see what it's like. And um, I have like my little fucking crate combo amp on stage, and it was like super, like a two hundred dollar amp, and just went there and we, yeah, won and fucking. Then we were like, okay, that's kind of like what gave was, me the bug to keep like was, to actually want to be in bands and play playing bands was that. How old were you? I was uh, sixteen or seventeen. Seventeen. It's yeah. the time, dude. If you play in front of people and you pull it off around that time, dude, that's what's that's the deep set seed with plenty of water on it, dude. And yeah. then after that, it's like you got to shine your light on that fucking seed, but it's yep. still planted at that. It's definitely that age. That's dude. all I wanted to do. I mean, you're going to like, you know, a, a six show at Slim's or the Pound and watching bands up there and just like being like, I mean, were, me and Joel talked about, uh, you know, when. Brandon got word of it too, but Brandon from Abhorrence, like watching Abhorrence play when I was a kid. Um, oh yeah, I was like, I was like, damn, this band's from fucking Santa Cruz, and like, and I watched them play a humongous show in the atrium in uh, the Catalyst, and I was like, like, damn, that's like he's living the fucking dream right now. Mm -hmm. You know, by making like a 
50 bucks or something or hundred bucks. <laughs> like he's like, but still, it's still, I mean, he was like, you know, young playing in front of everyone. And, and we were all young too, just like sitting there starry eyed going like, damn dude, he's like up there doing it, man. It basically really inspired me. That was those early Lord, shows back at the Catalyst Lord, Lord Strutter, dude. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, exactly. Lord Shredder, dude. I know. Fucking <laughs> there was there was a Fairfield band that really inspired me when I was like 15, dude, because we brought them out to Brisbane, California, at the 23 Club. I was literally where the fuck is Brisbane, even, California? Not not to it's, interrupt. It's no, it's it's uh it's by, I'm, Austria, I'm it's by Melbourne. <laughs> so it's it's north of uh south san francisco north of south, <laughs> north of south. <laughs> so it's san francisco no yeah no maybe it's east of uh south san francisco <laughs> but yeah it's it's basically right in that area like that pocket between san francisco and south san francisco okay. south san francisco and san francisco don't border each other it's yes. weird i know but, that most people don't but i yeah. know that <laughs> so in in between those two there's okay, brisbane yeah. and uh it's it's an it's just part of the industrial area you know i work in the industrial area of south san francisco and it doesn't look much different once you go to brisbane but off to the side of all the the shit the industrial shit is just a little fucking town very very small and uh they had the 23 club and i knew if i had my bass player of my new metal band in high school flashback uh, also respect that name very 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 new metal nice yep yep had the fucking shitty printed out stickers that would scratch as soon as you fucking rubbed them but speaking of new metal what's the biggest new metal band back then for me yeah that's what you say corn corn for uh for <laughs> no me, for... <laughs> i was gonna say it's not for me but corn was in there dude nate what's up dude we mentioned corn like every episode so. <laughs> yeah. oh, joel's like it. we haven't said it yet dude we gotta we gotta <laughs> squeeze it in there um <laughs> long run on the 23 club so we used to get this band called distratic from fairfield and they were way further ahead of us dude and they they had their own little gimmick and uh good songs too for kids that were seniors in high school maybe a couple of guys who were already graduated but obviously old enough to travel down from fairfield and i remember them headlining we got this small show i didn't get it together uh my guitar player got it together and uh we were just you know it was like a co-headlining deal we were only doing like half covers half originals and these guys come out with the full fucking set they got the whole stage fucking shit on lock you know they got the fucking antics on stage and shit we're just like oh yeah dude this is how you do it but at the same time you're like as a 15 year old kid who's who's seeing that and doing shows with these guys like they were very you know humble dudes very you know social to where it's like all our little questions after the show it's like oh yeah blah blah blah, blah. they were totally there for it and i was that's just so like, sick that's so that's, that's the what, one that's how it should be that's yeah. the one that's the one situation that i'm putting together now that like is the root of it all like here's what we tried these guys are like we're already a couple years ahead of you this is what's gonna happen and then you just go from there yeah can i can i ask joel about the uh hasten about the artist management that you're doing just so we make sure we hit that on the episode yeah so long story short um about six years ago um josh espinoza um 
called me oh, yeah. up. Of, you know, uh, Josh. Worship, worship. Yeah, he's in worship Tr- now. Trevor, he used Trevor's to... my roommate's uh, jamming with them now. Oh, cool. Yeah, they they he used to be in a metalcore band called Fate Thirteen. I don't know if that rings a bell oh, to any of you. Oh, it does. Yeah, it totally does. And they were they were pretty popular back in the day. Well, he called me and he was like, "Hey, I know you're helping up this local band, trying to like get out of the area." He's like, "I have a bunch of connections from like my world because I mean, like for example, you guys are all musicians, right? the The lead artist rep for Fishman Pickups is fucking Ken from Unearth." You know, yeah, yeah, like most people don't realize how much of the metalcore and like metal world has bled into the industry. Mm-hmm. So like Josh said, like, I have all these contacts. He knew somebody at Orange Mace, all this stuff. He's like, let let me see if I can help you with the with this local band. And I was like, yeah, let's fucking do it, dude. And like within a month, he had like a deal with them with fucking Mesa Boogie, like a band that's never left eight three one. You know? Yeah. And I was like. And okay. that's like all I knew about back then. Like I was a guy who wasn't a musician. I just yeah. heard, I saw the Mesa Boogie, heard exactly. Mesa Boogie, and I'm just like, oh, so they were so everybody fucking does. <laughs> so they were <laughs> so the Mesa Boogie. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that. We did that. And then it was just kind of a like, you know, we're, we're all from the Bay. And most of you are either from or familiar with Santa Cruz. Like there's a ceiling because there's no music industry in Northern California. We all know that, you know what I mean? So like the odds of bands getting scattered and found from our area, like without help are basically non-existent, you know, like Arcanists might be one of the only bands that qualifies as that. And like the expendables and like good riddance, you know, but like a lot of other bands, like, Oh, like they knew somebody from a band they toured with from their last, you know, there's always a connection somewhere. Mm-hmm. So Josh and I just were like, yo, let's just fucking do this. And when we come across bands, whether it's like a band I, I had seen on tour that was sick, or like if any of my buddies, I have dudes from all sorts of bands that are like, they'll call me, yo, this band just fucking opened for me. Like I got their demo. I'm emailing it to you right now. Like there's so many managers and industry people in the game that overlook the little dog because nobody wants to do the fucking groundwork. And, you know, I'm lucky. I've got to be a promoter for 16 years. I don't know how to do anything else with my life, but it's also what makes me happy. Like I'm very blessed. So my whole attitude with that was like, I want to help find bands that are overlooked and try to help them live their dream or at least get them on the right track. Even if I don't make it happen for them, you know? Um, totally dude. And, and the, I was, you know, just thinking about how, it, if it wasn't for guys like you who have the attitude towards it, like you're talking about right now, the underground i mean san francisco underground is done dude you know like the fucking it's it's done yeah it, it was done pre-pandemic too you know like ever since the pound you know closed it's just like i feel like it's been harder for tours to come through san francisco you yeah. know and um but it's guys like you who have that that underground you know mentality that keeps it alive, you know, and we'll find a place outside of San Francisco to play yeah. and the tour will still come through that, that bubble, that vicinity, mm-hmm. you know, and, and people will still make it out to those shows. And that's what I love about this shit. It's like, yeah, I agreed. And, and I'm not, I mean, you're doing bigger than underground shows, but I'm just saying it's like that mentality is like a guy that you're really wanting to look for when you are an underground act, because you understand what it is to be an underground act to try and come through, 
you know, a hot spot. Yeah. Joel's a gem. Joel's a gem. Oh, thanks. Yes. Hey, thanks other Joel. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, dude, you're, you're hundred percent right. And like, it's even like, I've had some problems with, um, certain rooms in the Bay area. Let's just say that. I don't want to get any of us in trouble, mm-hmm. but like, uh, there's certain rooms I won't work with because I'll go into that room or that room will call me. Hey, I'll give you 500 bucks to help promote revocation coming through on tour, for example. And I'm like, okay, tight. So what do you want? Like, do you need my team to work the show? Are you being fucking lazy? Or do you just need help with like marketing and promo? Because you know that I'm more in touch with the underground scene. And they're like, yeah, that and ticket sales. And I'm like, okay. And then the, this is where we always have a problem with every one of these fucking clubs. And there are these, some of these rooms are rooms I grew up going to shows and that I love. I go, okay, so how many locals can I put on the show to help push, whether it's just promotion or push tickets, either or. And they go, they either go none or they're like, oh, well, we already have this band that like we're, that it's like one of our security guards works in or like the managers are friends with. And then they will always drop the name on me and I've never fucking heard of the band. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I understand this is San Francisco and I'm from the South Bay. Uh, uh, technically the 831, which I know some assholes still don't consider part of the Bay. But um, I told them like, dude, you got to have a relevant local band if you want relevant new people in your fucking club. And so many of them just have this like, well, when, wh- why? When the Food Fighters come here, they come here with th- the two support bands and that's it. Oh, yeah, that's the fucking Food Fighters, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like, so I, I've always, like, the last time I booked a show where it was just a package was literally because of a time constraint. That was it. I'm always like, there's a local plane because the local can bring something to the show, but also it, it helps the local, you know, like how is our scene going to survive and prosper if the bands in the area aren't getting exposure outside of their friend circles? Like mm-hmm. they're either going to have to pay a fucking metric ass ton of money to market themselves or they're going to just get fucking lucky. Yep. You know, totally. so that's kind of why I have the attitude I have about it. Definitely. Well, and it's guys like that that we still need coming out of this shit too for how live things are going to how things are going to be live you know mm-hmm. it's going to be hairy for a little bit but i think that we'll prosper and we'll get back to exactly where we want it to be you know yeah just yeah we have we have a lot of good hardcore and death metal well hardcore and thrash metal shows on the horizon and there's some cool the industry is working on some really cool death metal stuff too um i'm very mad that deicide tour is not playing the bay i really don't know why the fuck that's not happening because mm-hmm. i'm because i'm not driving to roseville just to see <laughs> fucking deicide and cataclysm i'm fucking sorry <laughs> fucking yeah. uh, i i could i got plenty of spots i could stay up there i probably could make that show if i want it's, yeah. it's on a it's on a monday though i think no nope, not going yeah, yeah, yeah see exactly dude. yeah yeah like uh, it's gotta exactly. be close enough like for those week those week shows those you know weekday shows yeah those are like those are those are definitely always around and then they got to be in within a vicinity that i can make or else it's just i'm gonna miss it it's not gonna yeah doesn't make any sense well and that's the other problem with like the bay and like why i have that i have like helping the locals because you need extra help because look at these fucking goddamn tour routings yeah nobody considers san francisco a big city anymore like the bands will come they'll hit the west coast and then what's what's 
Friday, Saturday, Sunday is San Diego and two LA shows. And the Bay is always a fucking Monday or a Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it really and was the pound, dude. Yep. Don't you think? Once we lost the pound, people stopped giving a shit. And I've told agents, like, I've literally challenged them. Like, they'll hit me up for a show. I want this. I want this. Okay, where's your day before? They'll tell me. And I'm like, you can make that drive. Just switch the date. And they're like, why? I'm like, I'll pay you another $1,000. And I guarantee you the show will sell out. And you don't expect that. And they're like, there's no way you can make that happen. I'm like, fucking nut yeah. up then. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then we do it. And we sell the show out. And then the bands are like, oh, you know, because I'm just you know the the whole a market nonsense is just it's all the corporate fucking idiot idiocracy you know yeah so are the are the the main markets because i know there's secondary markets and and like the first market and second markets are they so they're changing so for uh, a, a like a first market or whatever you call it would not be san francisco anymore would it, would, would it be sacramento now so would it be... on paper san francisco is still considered an a market it's just okay. in our scene it's not so so I'll spoil a little bit of stuff. You're going to see a lot of tours that only play Sacramento or they do Berkeley and Santa Cruz because they, they can't hit San Francisco direct. What about the Metro? Is that going to still get some stuff? I don't know what's going on with the Metro. Uh, okay. I asked them about holds a few times and got a runaround. So I don't know. I know they were having that huge what are problem. holds for uh, stummies that don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, so like I no, what are what are holds? Oh, oh, holds. Oh, holds. sorry, sorry. So when uh when an agent asks me to book a, a band, you know, usually the tour is not finite. So like, a, say Odious Mortem wants to play a weekend in July, you know. So say the Friday, Saturday, Sunday is 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 eighteen, nineteen, twenty. It's smarter for Odious Mortem to hit me up and go, hey. Can we get holds for all three of these dates so you see what rooms are available? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Instead of just having a specific date, because if you have a specific date in every venue in the Bay's book, you ain't playing the Bay, motherfucker. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Especially now with us having less rooms, you know? So, um, yeah. Death what a hold is. Death, that was okay. a great question. Right. Yeah. I'm not used to being asked that question. So, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually interested. That's I want to know all these, oh, these terms. Oh, no, I love it. Uh, he lives a completely different, I mean, life and what a, you know, what a band lives, you know, what his life and how he looks at it on the business side is yeah, like super, dude. super intriguing. What do yeah. we do? What do we do on that fucking tour, dude? We fucking got pieces of paper. There were Google maps to get to the next show. This uh, is how yeah. much you're going to make. And uh, it wasn't that. And then you, you gotta. <laughs> it was way more, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, it was way more. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, dude, totally. And then, oh, yeah. uh, and then you just fucking show up and play, dude. And you get drunk and you get chased through Rochester, New York, <laughs> like Joel Number One. Yeah, that's <laughs> I'm not surprised to hear on that on his happened. birthday. <laughs> Can I? Can I ask another it. another question for yeah shoot indisputably you know who's gonna know this what should an up-and-coming band who's like got a bunch of material thinking about signing to a label or potentially going independent what kind of considerations should they have on the table as they're making that kind of decision uh the number one answer for that is money if mm-hmm. you can pay for music videos and marketing and things that help you reach on your own, then fucking do it. Especially if it's your first release, because if you know you have like a banger ready and it can be good, 
you taking the two years to grow that, try to tour on it, get signed, you know, stuff like that is, is, and then if you are that confident in your band and you find a team invested in you, like a good manager and a good booking agent, and even sometimes, you know, good marketing or PR person that'll actually stick around, you know, when they grow you all that money, all the, everyone that goes and looks at your first release goes back into the band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's why some bands wait to do four records and then they put it out because they're like, oh, this is going to be our biggest release yet. We'll make all the money off of it. Yeah. What's your fourth record, dickweed? So that record probably cost you 30 grand instead of five. You know what I mean? So yeah, you're making all the money, but you spent astronomically more, you know? Um, So that that would be my first piece of advice is, is, you know, if you can pay for it, you know, the music isn't what it is. People don't buy fucking CDs. Vinyls made a really big comeback. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to talk about streaming because I'm just going to go off on a rant about how Spotify can fucking light on fire and jump off a fucking I've, building. I've heard plenty of people say the same thing, dude, and we got to back it. Let's just put it this way. I haven't expected to shell out lots of money for a band because they're huge in my region on Spotify and they, they draw 13 people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I actually literally when an agent comes to me and tells me, Hey, they have no history in your area, but they have spot, but they have huge Spotify numbers. My exact response is you're getting a fucking door deal or I'm not doing the show for you. And they're like, they're like, what? And I'm like, that number, that doesn't work here. Like I've been doing this for 16 years. You think I don't know my market? Like, don't, don't bullshit me. If you want me to do you a favor, just ask me to do you a favor. That's another good thing I can tell, you know, a young band, if you have good stuff, be confident, but don't don't be a fucking don't be a shit seller. Push you know over. what I mean? Like be yourself, be real about it. Hey, mm-hmm. I think we have good music. Check it out. That's it. I don't I don't want like I'm gonna be selling out the whiskey a go go in four years, and if you sleep on my fucking band, you're a moron. If you tell me that, I'm not gonna listen to your shit. First, yeah, be confident yeah. in your own shit, dude. Before yeah. you even come talk to anybody, mm-hmm. make sure you really fucking back your shit because that'll be your bluff will be called very quick yeah. if if you're not confident in your own shit. I think Joel made a good point too because there's you know um, a band like Son of Aurelius who literally put on they put out maybe two music videos or a music video before they had done anything really. I mean they had the mm-hmm. album that they they self put out or whatever, and then they. Did a music video and their first tour was with Whitechapel. So because they had such a like a, a connection and they made that, you know, they decided to to make a visual fucking push that. And then their first like option for a tour was Whitechapel. <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah. White, yeah. So that was yeah, like, every show sold out like humongous. Yeah. yeah. Like so many bands are like, I we have this record, let's fucking release it. It's like, dude, like, okay, bands don't know this. You uh, we all see the bands with their bragging rights and their their playlists on Spotify, right? Mm-hmm. It you need to do three to five weeks between every song that you want to try to do placement. Spotify will not let you submit playlists for a whole record. That's crazy. Is yeah, that why so, a lot of bands are defaulting so, to releasing? So it takes you a year to spread out a 10 song album. If you want to try to accrue playlisting through Spotify, which is the best way to guarantee higher plays. So that's why so many bands do the, you know, back in our day, it was like two songs. Two, out, two, yeah. Back in our day, it was like two songs. Then the rippers out. 
Now yeah. it's like here's four to six singles before the whole record's out. That's because... how Go- Gojira had like seven or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they also they exist on a plane of doing whatever the fuck they want anyway. No, totally. I figured it was actually <laughs> I was thinking, I mean, when they did that, I was like, is that the new way of doing things now? It's it's releasing a single every month. I and think then it like, is, dude. And well, then just... I, th- I think I think on that to answer that question, I think it is, Joel. Yeah. Um, you guys all are familiar with the Acacia Strain, even if you don't listen to them. Uh, yes. You know, yeah. their last album, Slow Decay, that band has never charted number one on Billboard in all the 14, 15, 18 years they've been a band ever. Mm-hmm. That last record, they're on Rise Records, which is a huge corporate owned label now. You know what I mean? They, this is not confirmed. From what I understand of the situation, they said, hey, we're in COVID. The record's 10 songs. We were on a release eight of them before the record comes out using letters to spell the name for the record out. We want to do this whole crazy visual branding thing, see if people can figure it out. From my knowledge of the situation, Rise told them, okay, but if this doesn't work, we're dropping you. And what Mm -hmm. happened? Because they released the record in the height they did with that rollout, they charted number one at Billboard the week the record came out. Jesus. And they beat some bands that are much bigger than them. No disrespect if you hear this, Vincent. I love you. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And, and so I think it is the way to go. Like, I've been having, talking a, about my- having a treasure hunt involved, do you think that might have a little bit yeah, added the marketing to it? part of it? Yeah. Yeah. But it also could be, you know, and I'm not trying to be offensive, but the ADD mentality of current society, you know? It's oh, yeah. Like, it's it's um a whole album it's hard for somebody to sit down and experience a whole album in one Mm -hmm. sitting especially nowadays it's and i'm not talking about myself because that's actually personally my favorite way to take in music and from a specific band is or group or whatever is to just sit and you know which albums were made to be listened to in a whole just take this chunk of time you know yeah and I don't think that that and, and and I'm not saying this is like, oh, I'm an old man now. It's just like maybe that's just the way things are now. You know, do people still do concept albums in popular culture? You know, they, they or do. Is they, it, or still is some it chunks? And if it is like still a conceptual album or whatever chunked up throughout a year, like I, I, I'd still back it. You know, it's kind of it's. Yeah giving it to you in doses that's totally cool you know but if it's just like we're gonna start just releasing singles like that's a different thing too but like finding a full album that's still put together as an album like as long as that's still a thing i'm still down you know (laughs) yeah i don't i don't know but like about like waiting for like my favorite shit to just do a a song per month or whatever i'm like just give it to me at all right now let me just absorb it all in yeah. one well i know? think well the thing i think the 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 mindset behind the song uh you know releasing a song at a time is that nowadays i've noticed even with myself is, is a band comes out and you know and i do sorry joel number two i i have subscribed to spotify um so like a, a band comes out and okay. drops and they drop an album you know and it's it's available at you know 9 p.m the day before or whatever because it's not you know it's eastern time whatever usually it comes out on midnight yeah. or eastern time um and what i've noticed even with like fucking bangers is that 
I'm usually kind of like that usually just falls off the radar after a month or two. It's just gone. Like it's and, and they, they they shot their shot and and that's it. And and the album's kind of just forgotten and the next one's coming out. And and, yeah. and if, if a band's like I think the, the mentality behind it is they're releasing a song at a time to be like, OK, hype again. It's like mm-hmm. it's like a, it's like an album every time mm-hmm. almost like it's, it's like, like catching it's still... the, the news cycle, making sure yeah. you're in, in yeah. that chunk of news cycle as long as you can before it gets disappeared. Well, it's like having, you know, you know, a case of strain, eight songs. It's like releasing eight albums kind of um, on your social media. You could post it every time. Be like, boom, huge post, yeah. blah, 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 new song, blah, blah. Like you could do that eight times. But I was saying they also like have the conceptual dropping. thing going too, where they're, they, it's like a treasure hunt along. Yeah. The that's what I'm that's saying. Kind of that's, a cool that's, thing. that's a cool mixture of like trying to get the, that kind of hype and that one song release hype, but along with yeah. marketing behind it, that's making it kind of exciting where people could be kind of still paying attention to each song. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, well, I just think it's the wave of the, the how things are going to be done. Oh, totally. Well, well, you know, you, you know, Joel. The reason it happens, and I can say this now because they're fucking bankrupt and defunct. Uh, fuck Victory Records. But mm. the reason we're in and this you're mentality, the hate breed right now too, dude. Yeah. Is that the? <laughs> no, it's a hate breed. Oh, oh what's sharks. up, dude? That's nice. sick, That's actually, sick. dude. That's, That's a cool crossover. Yeah. So, so real quick, where's hate breed from? Hate breed's from Connecticut. Wait, hold so, on. Show that so, again. Sorry, I didn't see it. Um. <laughs> Hate breed with the sharks crossover. So how? how if, oh, let's see. If you talk, he's about to go into a point though. Oh, I want to hear what. Go ahead, sorry. Oh no, you're shirt. good. You're good. I, so, I want to hear what Joel was going to say. So Hate breed yeah. did their 25th anniversary tour for I think it was Perseverance three years ago. Okay. Oh, but we're fucking old because Hate breed's old as shit as well. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. But so what they did is they hit every market they hit had a sports team or a, or a farm team in it so they literally made individual shirts for every show oh, so cool. when they played sacramento they had the hate breed flames with the kings, the kings. logo and then yeah. the sharks logo because they didn't come to san jose or the bay so they sold them in sack oh cool and then so like when they played la they did it with the fucking dodgers and i think the kings you know what i mean so like they literally was like this is fucking smart and we want to do this for yeah. our fucking fans. And they fucking, mm-hmm. I had a buddy who was actually, work, he, he worked, he was the runner for Hatebreed. That's the person that goes out and gets the things they need for the, the normals. Um, so <laughs> I was, he's like, civilians. yo, yeah, he's like, yo, I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing running for the Hatebreed show. He's like, but well, you have to see this merch item. And I'd literally like just immediately sent him $30. And I was like, I need that right now now. (laughs) in my size please yeah so fresh off the press dude you need do you need to see it again casey dude that's dope dude that's That's so so cool i mean that is a really good idea dude do limited runs of your band shit with Mm -hmm. local sports teams you know because you'll you'll hook joel right away yeah oh yeah joel number one (laughs) i mean me too me too yeah yeah, you got a can- yeah, Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs suffocation shirt or something. Oh, yeah. dude, yeah. you're in oh like fifty-six <laughs> at least. I'm huge into sharks. I love sharks. I go to as many games as I can. Yeah, post COVID. What would you rather have, a Suffo Sharks or a Suffo KC? Not KC Howard, but KC Chiefs. <laughs> Chiefs for sure. Yeah, I want a Suffo with KC Howard. I think, think that Suffo. Yeah, yeah cool that'd be sick. This- <laughs> Suffo Casey Howard. Joel right. loves me, dude. <laughs> I know I have like Casey all over my room. He's like, dude, are you like obsessed with me, dude? What's going on? <laughs> I love it. But but my point before the hate thing, uh, other Joel, was that yeah. 
victory records push this mentality of like you know record deals used to be fucking look at all the queen records they were like two three years apart that Mm -hmm. was the norm and then victory was the first record that kind of the first label that kind of did the you need to put a record out every 13 months whoa wow yeah so they were one of the first major labels to do that well i shouldn't call them a major label that's giving them way too much fucking credit they were (laughs) one of the first labels to do that a younger me would have looked at them as major but i mean now obviously yeah yes so but from that mentality turned into the like i mean you can go back in the day look at fucking like it dies today for great example for us old heads Mm -hmm. they got a new singer and took a fucking nine months to put out a new record and didn't tour and people literally forgot about them so because of Mm -hmm. like victory and trust kill and those the mentality i mean i all straight up tell bands to their face yo if you don't do anything for six months you're not fucking relevant and you fucked up yeah like i'll straight up tell people that like if you're a band that needs three months to finish a record that's tight but you better fucking tour the goddamn studio Fuck and me. then tour when you're out of those. What if you months. do like 13 years be- between <laughs> one record and the next, dude? Like, how I, do, you th- I, what do you think about that band? Listen, listen, dude. That listen, hardcore right now. listen, dude. Listen, dude. We're like, that's, not that's even, a boom. That's a boomer question. I don't think I want to go there, dude. Not even worth our weight and beans, dude. <laughs> you guys are also different. Death metal is different. That's what I. That's hey, one Tool of the, did it. All right. Let's not. Let's. Let's not Speaking talk of about Maynard. Speaking of jerseys. Let's, let's not talk about Maynard, okay? Let's talk about odious fucking Mortem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you guys had a good fucking following. You came out with fucking some awesome fucking music. You Hell built yeah. it up. You did some shit. Like, you did a little bit more, like, the techie-heavy stuff before other people. So you, like, have the fucking bragging rights. So, like, your dicks are on the table. You know what I mean? So, like, it's okay that you waited so long. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. It's all, good, like, it's all about just like, making thanks, shit. Man. I was just fucking with you, dude. No, no, no. <laughs> that was a I rad mean, thing you, you just said, though. That was really cool, man. It's, it's true. Good. Like, like, yeah. so I, I, I'm green to death metal. Like, I don't know everything. I can't name fucking every Cannibal Corpse record well, off my fucking head. But, it, but you had Joel one, so he yeah, he exactly. Knew about odious back in the yeah. Day. Well, and, and that's but that's my point is anywhere I go, I say I like death metal. Oh, where are you from? Santa Cruz. Oh, any good metal bands from there? I say Odious Mortem and Decrepit Birth, and people know both bands. Or, yeah. I mean, they could be faking it to look cool, but like yeah, yeah. most people that I <laughs> we're, encounter. We're overrated, dude. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not going to agree with you. I'm just kidding. He's just fucking with you. I, <laughs> I, don't, even know, I don't even know if we're rated. I think you I, I mean, I think you are. I know people are stoked, you know? I mean, dude, when I, in my circle, when I told people I had Joel from Odious Mortem on my show, they were like, you know yeah. that guy, <laughs> dude. I'm pretty sick, dude. I, dude you are pretty. Dude. I mean, Jules, nah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, I mean, you guys. I can tell you guys I mean, were old fair. friends Jules on your of, episode. Yeah, I, can, yeah. I can tell that. But Joel's also I've, kind of a rock star. I mean, he played in Motley Crue for like a minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I work IT, and you know, I drink White Claws. You know, everyone wants to hang with this. Yeah, didn't you smash Joel... Pamela Anderson too at some point in time? Right, I heard that. Yeah. Right, didn't? Yeah, yeah. It was just a yeah. little brief period. Joel's, yeah. Joel's a lady killer. He's an irresistible human. <laughs> he is, dude. Just, he is. I can't dude. resist him. I don't I know, number, we're talking about Joel number two, right? No, we're talking about. I can't resist. I don't know what one number of them. is which. Which. Joel. 
which one is number one? I think, Joel, Joel I, think we've, I think we've I succeeded in our mission, Joel. If they, yeah, if they can't know. tell us apart anymore. Right? It's just JH, dude. You've just I, melded into one guest right it's now. All, it's all like <laughs> liquid moment. now. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I mean, we are both lady killers, so that's fine, dude. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, yeah, it's for sure. Yeah. Dude, yeah. so you sound like. Oh, literally. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you know, that's Joel. Not oh, listen, for, listen, okay. Cali Death podcast listeners, if you haven't figured it out, like call the FBI. Joel Horner is the Zodiac killer. Okay. Know, like, oh, shit. Okay. Damn. Just don't look in that shed over there. It's all good. <laughs> I was going to bring up the shed. Dude. It is in the tree. <laughs> Bro, you brought uh, up the shed. Why'd you do that, dude? Oh, my, actually, we're cleaning out the shed so I could we could fit two bikes in it right now. So what's that's up? My, what kind of just regular nice. mountain bikes, or I am that asshole that was during COVID and I was like, uh, you got, you got the motorbike thing. Got the sick I got bike. the e-bike. I got like yeah. a super fancy like three thousand dollar e-bike, and I've literally, if you count like how many times I've ridden it so far, it's been a thousand dollars a ride. So it's three times. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, but uh, I kind of want one of those. If you don't no, want nice. it, you can just if you don't want it, you can just give it to me. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll just be. I mean, that'd be perfect for Monterey. That's I mean, amazing, dude. <laughs> I mean, I mean we're the same dollars at ride because it's only ridden three. <laughs> we're, we're the same person, so technically, I would just be borrowing it from myself, right? <laughs> if you, if you, uh, if you, honestly, ever, if you ever need to borrow see... it, it's all you. Uh, how? What do you think? If put one of you on the handlebars, how would it go? Dude, the, that thing is powerful. It goes twenty miles Joel's an on an e-bike, dude. How? Dude, how, dude we, should, that's we a, should just make a YouTube show that's just that, dude. You and me just riding around together, like. And just Joel on the handlebars with like a selfie stick, like with a camera, and we just like dude, talk about yeah. shit. And, I'll, put a, I'll, I'll put like a sunflower dress on and everything, dude. Like, you got my vote. You got my vote, dude. That's all I ever 100%, want. Percent, dude. Oh, so what's the future? Weeds. Just what, call this uh, the podcast the weeds. Yeah. The weeds. Whatever. Well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. <laughs> so, what's the future of metal shows in the Bay Area? Yeah. Or, what's your. What's or, your. Ooh. Or, or, or the. You, you or sound the like, country. That's where I, Casey, or the world. You. Or. Also, too, though, Joel's the right guy to ask because Joel's like in, in charge Joel of a lot of the, that was my next question. You sound through. like Let's a guy who wants to hit the ground running, dude. You want to hit the ground running. I'm like an airplane. You're, you're like a beautiful airplane um thank you that's you're welcome guns, you're welcome so i do want to hit the ground running um i've been doing this for 16 years like i said earlier and i don't know how to do anything else with my life so yeah. not to get sad but yeah i'm ready to come back as far as the state of shows we're gonna have the, we're gonna be the last state back to 100 percent capacity um there's still gonna yeah. be metal shows like the sides already confirmed we have some rad shit in the works coming. Um, I think the big question just depends on when can we go to full capacity and how many bands want to come here because of it. Because I already DSI already confirmed, of course, dude. Yeah. So so Same I am from Florida, of course they're gonna confirm first. <laughs> so so DSI's playing in, in LA or like California, right? Yeah. yeah. LA and Roseville. Yeah. Right. So yeah, so <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. No, oh, I'm sorry. But yeah, fucking, I have a couple of bands that have told me like, we're not going to come play for you if the venue can't be sold to 100% capacity. And I'm like, oh, Ty, did you forget the last year and a half of our existence? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> what's the like, capacity? Like when DSI comes to Roseville, what's going to be the capacity? So I don't know because Sacramento is a lawless wasteland. Yeah, yeah. Like because there's 
so many, I don't want to get political. There's so many people split on the spectrum of mm-hmm. politics yeah. Yeah, yeah. in that totally. area that it's yeah. like, are they just going to see what happens? At the end of the day, it's up to the cops, really. If the cops get get an inkling of the show and maybe there's too many people, because I believe right now, if you go yellow tier is the lowest you can go in California mm-hmm. of like the COVID ratings. Santa Clara and Santa Cruz both just hit that. From the rollout, they announced like a couple What's months ago. What's the capacity ago, at something like that, though? Sixty percent. Sixty. Sixty. Okay. So yellow is the best because it's sixty. Mm-hmm. But also, I just found out today from one of the rooms I work with, it's 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 technically fifty to sixty, but that's if everyone in the room either has proof of their their vaccine or they have a negative COVID test within three days of the show, mm-hmm. or if you're like a rich ass club and you can just provide the, the day of COVID tests, like the instant yeah. ones. Yeah. So, so if you don't do that, you're only allowed 30% of your room. Damn. Which is like, you know, Slim's only hold a thousand people. So if Slim's was still open, rest in peace, it would only, you'd only be able to get three. Like how is a band like every time I die, or fucking, I mean, Cannibal Corpse plays Slims. You know what I mean? How yeah. is a band that's used to playing to a thousand people supposed to make money playing to three hundred? Nothing. I'm surprised Slims could hold a thousand people when you said that. I thought that was probably like a four to you five. Think about, but room. you're not thinking about upstairs where all oh, the yeah. merch tables are. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. actually is standing room too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah when, so it's a thousand people. I think. I think in the later years they didn't sell past eight hundred. So you're technically right, Joel. But well, are, you gonna, room, are you going to raise your prices? Just because, triple I mean, the ticket price and just be like, all right. So that's I, know, what I'm I know you guys saw Paul McCartney like, you know, a couple of years ago, but <laughs> see like Cannibal Corpse right now, you're going to pay a thousand dollars, but Hey, yeah. you know, yeah. you're going to see it with like, you know, oh, no, I bought, I bought, I bought chiefs tickets for my dad and I over in Kansas city. Uh, I bought them the other day and it was 1600 bucks for two and they're not even that good of seats. And that was yeah, whatever, dude. You're going to yeah. be there with your dad, dude. No, I'm yeah, going to I got it. That'll yeah. be a good ass time. Yeah. 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 It's a good father. Like, will pay, like when they like want something that's the demand. Like that, I mean, you know, right now, yeah, because also like, because we've been, we've been so sheltered. Like, yeah. Like, right like now, you think yeah. that they'll pay like, 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 yeah. Joel, do you think they'll pay like 40 to 50 bucks to see like a, a decent so i will tell you a lot of bands seem to think they will mm-hmm. yeah my my requested ticket prices are are higher um i've always been a person that prided myself on trying to not do an expensive ticket because mm-hmm. i don't care yeah. about the money i care about the show but it um, also helps the band you know yeah and also well, a, a yeah. bar too a bar is big too like if you if you don't take yeah. a lot of money out of the people's pockets they can hit the bar and that could be some sort of a percentage or something. Exactly. Exactly. So there's a lot that goes into it, but like, um, I'm not, I'm not increasing my ticket prices too much. Most of the shows that I have coming up that are going to be expensive are going to be expensive because the bands are requesting that ticket price, Yeah. which that's also a new thing. That's only happened the last like three, four years of the business. And that there was, there never used to be, Hey, this is what we think you should charge for our show. There was that was never a situation before. It's like similar to us. Like we uh, played some shows with Carcass, and um, mm-hmm. we'd show up to the venue, and they'd be like, "Oh, you have to do merch matching." And I was like, "What the fuck?" And they're like, "Okay, so you got to sell your shirts for forty dollars and your sweatshirts for seventy, and you you cannot go lower because that's what Carcass is selling them at." Yeah, and that's like what you have to do. Like it's like one of these weird like band requests where you're like, mm-hmm. "Fuck, you got to like 
you gotta suck that thing. You know what I mean? Like if you want to. Yeah, I'm like, and now now bands have to do fucking. Hey, if you have a light show, we have to see it. They have to approve it because they don't want you looking better than the headliner. Oh wow! Yeah. Jeez, it's getting like that. Yeah. Yeah. Shit like that. Out of the game for a a decade with the touring, and I'm sure, like, because I mean, when I was like last touring, the whole uh, merch percentage was a new thing. That was like, you know, you play a show and the venue takes 20% of your merch. You know, they count you in, they count you out, and they take that percentage. You know what I mean? They see what you're selling everything for, and they want, like, they want a chunk, you know? It's like slowly but surely they're they're taking they're taking more and more from bands and stuff, and it's, it's yeah. getting harder and harder to survive out there. It really is, and it's, and it's a shame. And a lot of venues are also, um, how do I put this delicately, run very stupidly. Yeah. And like they don't, the, the bar money doesn't always affect the show money. Yeah. You know, like for example, like um, the, there's a venue in NorCal and the box office and security, the production aspect. So like the people who run the concerts, sound guys, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the bar, all three of them are separate, all three. So when I get to a show to, to load in, I have to check in with a person from each fucking team. And then if I have a show, say I have a show that costs me five grand and the door does 4,200 bucks, I'm out 800 bucks, but say that show at the bar did 10 grand and I go, yo, give me 10% to offset my costs. They turn around and go, oh, the, the bar is a separate entity. We don't cross money. And I'm like, why, why do you fucking operate like that? Like, that's yeah, fucking yeah. stupid. Like, if you if if you can't just do a spreadsheet to see which costs come from where, why are you a fucking business? Yeah, I was thinking like if if you're a, a whole venue and you have to have your liquor license, the bar is part of the whole deal. That, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. How could you separate something under one license? You know, exactly. I am. I don't yeah. know. I don't fucking know, man. So, yeah, dude, that's it, it's 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 definitely sounds like there's a lot more stress for you than it is for me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I have already had plenty of stress at shows, so I'm like, how, how do- often do you run shows wearing sandals, Joel Hastings? <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's see. Uh, it. I don't anymore. Ever? <laughs> I bet you have. I I sandals used to be a frequent part of the outfit. I was a Santa nice. Cruz boy through and through. Cut off jean shorts and, and sandals, dude. That was my look for many, many years, dude. That's that's us, dude. Yep. I was in it, dude. I was doing that on stage. <laughs> Maybe not cut off jeans, but I was still rocking the shorts, dude. Yeah. There's it, it there's a there's plenty of severed like photos of me and the band on tour, and I'm literally standing there in shorts and sandals before we're gonna play. You want to know what's mm-hmm. funny is the the death yeah, metal yeah. the death metal scene is the number one scene that does that. Like yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. more dudes roll up in flip flops and shorts that but that actually play the shows that way. Like a lot of people will roll mm-hmm. up just like that, but then they'll put on their stage clothes, you know. And like, but the death metal dude, I love it. Like especially, I would um, honestly say, oh yeah, who else were you gonna say? I want to add no, more people to my team. Well, no, I was just gonna say like definitely like fucking death metal and like gore grind and especially the elements of metal that typically have um 
larger fan bases as yeah. i mean larger like other fat dudes like me um there's a lot of there's a lot of sandals being worn by fat dudes in metal and i i, I actually don't know the reason why yeah it's more comfortable for their ankles dude that's just right. music to my ears as a <laughs> aspiring sandal merch uh producer <laughs> for the show well you probably are like you as soon as you're done playing you want to get out of whatever footwear you're in and let your feet yeah air out because they've been fucking going 250 beats per minute the yeah. last half hour 45 minutes dude yeah it's true um <laughs> you don't you don't have a chance but you're thinking about it in the back of your head it's true oh, you yeah. want to get out of those sweaty uh, so socks. have you tried playing barefoot or with anything other than what what are your th this is a good question joseph what's your yeah. favorite drumming shoes i'm wearing them um i got the same shoes they're just like kind of running shoes whatever i think they're actually sketchers that i bought in hawaii that are flat flat foots what yeah styles? and what's what style still still stilettos god damn it i was trying to make a joke and i fucked up <laughs> you just ruined the yeah, segment, yeah three or four inch heels dude <laughs> i know three or four inch oh there's a whole there's a whole uh i don't know if you know this but there's a whole thing on the youtube about uh different metal drummers playing different shoes and seeing if you, you could still do it and stilettos are are in that equation is stiletto uh, a, a high heel type shoe or whatever yeah or, yeah. or i should have just said heels because i'm actually not sure exactly what stilettos <laughs> I don't are either, dude i'm literally but, learning what stilettos are yeah. right now but uh i can i can play so i can play barefoot and i can play with shoes and i can play a little faster with shoes and some people play with socks and i don't know how you do socks because it's so slippery on slippery. the fucking pedal yeah, but some people like swear by it and i'm like really? they're like because my feet get cold and i'm like no they don't you're going fast they're not gonna get cold <laughs> Your feet man. get cold that's a <laughs> random ass thing dude so i, I wonder so yeah are they low top high top do you like ankle support i'm i really want to know i honestly don't even know that much about shoes to tell you what are they above or below your ankle they're below my ankle. I can say that. Okay. So yeah. you want your ankle free to hinge. There you go. Yep. Yep. Okay. You need that hinge. They're a little, yeah. little, little boomery, but they're cool. But you need the sock uh, insulation around the ankle, though. Yeah. I wear athletic socks under, you know, generic running shoes, you know, not, not, not like actual running shoes that you buy at a running shoe store just sketchers or fucking whatever you know because so. ankles totally the main hinge that you're on right obviously yeah that that actually depends on the speed you're going um and there's a whole different set of motions associated with different speeds are but you obviously heel down or toe important. down i'm a i'm a heel up player so, so your heels are floating mm-hmm yeah oh, okay Heel down is gnarly, dude. I don't know how people get a lot of power out of it. You got to uh, use your whole leg. You can ask Troy Fullerton, dude. We're talking about this now? Yeah, well, Joel. I, it was just, yeah. yeah, we're filling, dude. Everybody was peeping, dude. <laughs> heel, <laughs> heel down is... Dude, I yeah. took the biggest piss of my fucking life. I didn't realize how long we've been live, dude. <laughs> been live since what? like 1983. I could have fucking, <laughs> I could have fucking peed on Joel from here, dude. Fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. We would have been connected by our streams, uh, dude. Great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah streams. What's up, dude? Uh, crossing Multiple streams. Layers. Crossing streams. Holy reference. shit. 
Dude, you always cross the streams. I mean, you never cross the streams. Fuck, dude. So like, this so is the first you... crossing streams moment tonight. I mean, this whole podcast tonight. It's just That's a, what I'm saying. Big he, stream he, crosser. Went, he went deep on the references right there. The metaphorical yeah, a... references. So Joel, number one, wait, when you pee, is it heel down or heel up? <laughs> um, so it depends. If I'm in a public space where I don't want to touch the urinal, you know, I go up on my... You my, definitely my, hover, dude. I do heel up so I can lean on the <laughs> heel wall. Up, you okay. know what I mean? We've got a heel you know? up guy. Yep. Yes. All right. yes. Let's heel up. Joel, Joel number two, when you pee, is it heel up or heel down? He said Joel number, I'm Joel number one, motherfucker. Let's Joel get this number one. Yeah, well, right now you're Joel number two because he's when I'm Joel number two, well, because I'm Joel number two, I sit down in number two fashion with my fucking I was going to say, yeah. no, I was just about to say, I was just dude, around. Oh, man, my reference was good, or my joke was going to be Joel number one squats in the urinal. Joel number one squats number two. <laughs> but can we uh no, you only squirt for number one dude squirt whoa whoa uh, whoa whoa oh, okay. all right dude, on, this is what happens on, this is what happens to... when i have a lot on live bro yeah it's all right i got I'm still with us is anybody yeah, even with us right now yeah what are what are our stats at you guys right oh, i checked it on youtube like 10 or 11 right people we are still nice. live so i'm six, getting six, six, my the world is watching Six people Joel Moran world. said two Joels, one bike. <laughs> dude, yes, dude. Yes, dude. During the bike That's segment. Dude, can we have yeah. can we have Murray? Can we have Murray order you another odious jersey with two heads uh, spots that oh, we walk God. around just stuck together? <laughs> message Murray, he'd be awake right now. Shout oh, out yeah. to Murray. Yeah. We love Murray. We love you, man. Yeah, dude. Thank you again. for the jerseys again. Yeah, thanks, Murray. Man. Love it. It's so cool you sent this to so us, sick, man. Yeah, from dude. Australia, dude, all boots. the way from out there. And, he's and like he sent them to the us. sexiest fucking models that you could have. So dude. I appreciate that. I well, know. You know. We're gonna we get, we're gonna do another uh, pod. Try and we've already done the cryptopsy one with nine people, dude. We can get everybody else who's got a jersey on. We should just see if we can get a podcast dude. with like like seven bands and like see if we can get like a hundred <laughs> folks on. Dude, why not? Well. <laughs> And just see uh, how that would wow. clusterfuck and that of, would be. And of course, I gotta remember is that everybody's name before I do the fucking intro, right? <laughs> the intro would take half the episode. We've got Dude, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, Vox so, and Hops does that shit, right? He's got like yeah, he's he's got like that, that down, dude. Good old. So how? So so Joel, what? Did, so you're getting into the podcasting realm, like yes, what, what? What made you? Because the Joel Cupcake Live shout out, all that stuff is like you, you yeah, have been doing like straight up. Like, I've been Joel Cupcake, like, and I've been watching like you know, I, I, sometimes I work at home a lot and like you'll pop up and I'll be like, fuck yeah, like, Joel just sitting here just talking to me. Like, I, and yet you answer all my questions, I throw them in there and you answer them. And it's just like, it's a fun interactive experience. Like, what led you down that path and when did you start? So I needed something to not make me go crazy during COVID. So that was mm -hmm. that. And right before COVID happened, I was at a show. We had, we had, when the vets hall reopened in Santa because we had terror, which was like a big deal. Yeah. And a bunch of people came and somebody, I don't remember exactly what he said to me, but basically like one of my friends was like, oh, well, I can never tell when you're being like real Joel or pinup Joel. And I was like, <laughs> the fuck's that supposed to mean? And he was I like, know, I know what that means. 
I know you know what that means, but like, I didn't really get it at the time, you know, because it was yeah. someone I had always been cool with. Like, he's never been in a band or anything. Oh, so okay, I was like, okay. I was like, when would you have seen this supposed pinup Joel? You know what I mean? And then the more I talk about it, the more like, especially like the newer generation of showgoers and even bands like don't approach me. They go talk to Casey or they go talk to Eric or they like ask somebody to introduce me to them. Like, almost like I'm this unapproachable, holier, like holy promoter or something. You know what I mean? And so I was like, I want to do something where I like peel it back or, you know, for the wedding terms, take the veil off. You know what I mean? So yeah. people just get to know me and see how I am as a fucking person. And like, I'm just some fucking goober that loves fucking music and fucking gets to talk to my fucking friends about it and does silly shit. And when I drink, I take my shirt off and stone cold beers together. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like that's, that's who I am. You know what I mean? Like I love music and I love what I do and I'm, I'm going to make sure I'm successful. Like I'm fucking turning 35 this year. I can't just put on shows and lose money because I love my scene anymore. And yeah, most yeah, yeah. people I feel like understand that there's still some that don't and they can go fucking eat a fat one. You know what I mean? Like, but that's why I started doing it. And also like, I have so many friends and like you, you guys all seem like you watched the episode that Joel and I did. Like when you watch these shows, it's so like, here's 10 questions. Here's my fucking product sponsor. Here's only, my fucking up my that, ass. You had to leave for a second. And Joel was put on, on the spot as being the main runner of somebody else's show. Oh, I love that. And, oh, I, I don't even remember Oh that. yeah. 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 <laughs> for, like, for like 30 to f- yeah. a minute, he was yeah. like running your I shit. Say? I don't what remember. I dude. You <laughs> said you really have to pee. And then you said, I feel like I'm on Facebook live right now. <laughs> And then I love it. I love it. Casey came back, dude. I because that's what Joel was. was, Joel's whole thing was like he's saying like I don't edit shit. Like whatever's going on is going on. I'm not gonna sit back and edit shit. So whatever you say is gonna be a thing. So I was kind of like, yeah, yeah. Well, that 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 and I like I like the the personal conversations. You know what I mean? Like even look at like fucking Joe Rogan. Personally, I fucking hate Joe Rogan, but his shit it doesn't feel like they're having. (laughs) <laughs> but it doesn't feel like the, the conversation's organic, you know? It's like this is uh, yeah, it's like I'm Joe Rogan, this is my guest. I liked it's, him before, but yeah, it's all yeah, good. yeah. Yeah. So you know what I opinion. but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. especially when you watch something on a video, the video can be so awkward because it's like mm-hmm. a scripted conversation. That's why I'm like, yeah, no, let's sure. just hang, let's just basically it's you and I on FaceTime and I film it. It's yeah, yeah. basically how I have explained it to Joel. The way I, you explained yourself as uh, pinup Joel, I like want to go to a show now, and I want to treat yeah. you like the uh, the the guards of the Beckingham Palace, where you're straight faced, and I'm trying to get you to fucking yeah. smile. That's what I want to do. That's my new goal: is to meet you in person in the pinup Joel mode when post pandemic no, pin, pin we've, we've kind of taken pinup joel a little too far pin, pin up, there's, nah, there's times, nah, I, come on, there's times where he's like every time uh, shit. no your shit your shit your shit sucks your shit's whack but uh like oh uh, <laughs> dude joel dude, <laughs> no, i was on. trying to just i was just trying uh, to, was i thought he was gonna keep talking and i thought he stopped talking i think i was let the man finish come on come on i'm done i thought your shit i thought your joel number one needs to talk 
Whatever, I'm drunk, dog. That was funny. No, we're all, but, uh, we're all friends. We're just fucking around. Nah, it's all good. So, okay, it's all so good. Joel, Joel he, our he knew guest. I was coming to the end of it. He knew I was all right, coming. All right. So it. the guest, continue, please. Love you. On what? I wasn't talking. <laughs> I, know, uh, I was just about to say, like, was I? wait, was that? We took it. It's all good. That's uh, all right. It's all good. I think, Joel, I think what I think what I think what regular Joel was gonna say. <laughs> this motherfucker over here next to me. I really hope he's on the same location on everyone's screen. <laughs> I'm probably like here. No. I think I think your bottom right for me, Joel. Oh uh, well, fuck. Well, that that the asshole in the hat. Okay, let's do that. Um, to answer to go off what you were gonna say, Anthony, like. I'm not that bad because like Joel could come up to me to show me like, Hey, let me buy you a shot. And I'm like, not right now. I'm busy. And I'm no, like, totally. But he'll pester me. He'll like knock me down. He'll be like, Hey man, so how about that shot? And I'm like, dude, motherfucker. Like it's been two bands. Calm down. And it's then, like, literally well, like, like, okay. Well, like, if Joel was at his IT job right now and, and Trevor was to come in like, Hey dude, let's fucking take a shot right now, dude. Let's fucking do it. You know, like you're in work mode. That's all. I was just joking about that, but you're totally in work mode at that time. Totally. So it's like, Joel's like, oh, dude, let's party. And you're like, wait, I got like all these responsibilities. Oh, no. Yeah. Popping around in my brain right now. Yeah. It's like, my whole point I got to about... make sure this happens and this happens. Yeah. Yeah. My whole point about Joel, like the, the Joel mode is that he's not always in full go mode. And in, in the he has this chill times. Was, last time I actually saw his, uh, a show that uh, that he put on, I filmed him standing there, and I just like filmed him like being all like Joel, and I just like sent him the fucking video. I hate it when people <laughs> talk to me when I work at work, dude. Like the the old school guys who bring in their custom hot rods and shit, and they're like, no, but he's but, focused, but, man. That's no, I know that's what I'm just saying. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm putting it into my perspective right now. So it's like I'm working on a, a hot rod right now, and there's an old man who literally only wants to talk about cars. I don't even fucking like cars, dude. I leave <laughs> work. And I fucking don't even think about cars at all, dude. I make all these cars go straight. I make all their tires wear fucking evenly, but I don't give a shit about yeah, them yeah. as soon as I punch out, Makes you know? Yep. So I've, when I'm in that mode and dudes want to talk to me about their car while I'm working on their dude. car, it's just like, I yeah. love it when you, I'm, 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 I'm really dude. like, every I, time, I quickly, every time quickly, quickly, quickly make it happen. Like, Good. yo, I don't even, I don't even like underneath the hood of these cars. That's the thing that I tell them. I don't even work on motors. Okay. Once you say you don't work on motors, then they're like, Oh wait, it's like playing chess, dude. It's like, dude, he just took my queen without even fucking <laughs> me knowing dude. Like he just fucking that night. I forgot about the night, the table, <laughs> and, and the queen's gone. Now I, I don't have access to the no fucking chessboard. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, yeah. and then no, they're I like, get it. Oh, oh, okay. Then they'll talk about like hauling oats and fucking music <laughs> and shit like that. Oh, and I'm just like, okay, I'll talk about that for a little bit. And then, and then like it, they gas out quick and then they want to yeah. talk about cars again. And I'm just like, I got to keep steering them away from it. And, yeah. and, it got, uh, I, and I'm going to be honest. Now it got to the point where I got to go, OSHA, you can't be in the shop, dude. You can't be in the shop with me right now. Like, if you if you actually want to have a good conversation, uh, I kind of won't make, I won't say that you can come hang out with me, whatever. But the dudes that want to talk cars, I literally like, oh, dude, yeah. No, I mean, we, I, I mean, I literally can't have you in the shop right now, dude. Like, Joel's basically like a big, right he's now. a babysitter, basically of a of a full mm -hmm. crowd of drunk people. So that's that a are long, like long 
explanation yeah. of where I know where Joel is in those situations, you know, <laughs> yeah. like he's yeah. trying to make shit happen. He doesn't really want to, I mean, it's not like he doesn't want to, of course, like if you could balance it, that'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. But you're more so like, I, I'm going to pull off is I'm going to pull off this show first. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Exactly. But the difference between us with the car shit is like you get that and you tell them to shut the fuck up and they shut the fuck up. <laughs> I get like marginalized. You know what I mean? Like when I tell people, like, hey, they're like, what do you do for a living? I'm like, oh, I'm a concert promoter. And they're like, what do you mean? Like, what do you do? They always have a dumb question. And then when I explain it, they're like, I always, I hate to like, so who's the biggest person you've like worked with? Like, do I, do uh, yeah. I know them? And I'm like, this is my job. Like, <laughs> I'm having a taco with my fucking hot ass girlfriend. And you're asking there you me go. The fucking best part of my job. If I wanted to yeah. answer that for a complete stranger, I'd go sit on my fucking computer and do a live ask me anything with my fucking thumb up my asshole. <laughs> <There> you, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Say Madonna yeah. and walk away. Just be like, Madonna did. Yeah. <laughs> no, I tell people, I tell people Skrillex. And then usually, yeah. unless they're an EDM person, that's the conversation ender. I just go scroll yeah, yeah, and they're like, <laughs> "You like, read the oh. room, you see what kind of person's asking yeah. you, and you're like, what what music does this person hate the most?" Yes, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. EDM, tight word, perfect. Little cannibal come Holocaust. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, "Okay, well, that's cool." It's like when you tell it's like it's like when you tell a stoner you don't smoke weed. They're like that yeah. response. That's what I want most of the time. You know what I mean? Like. Oh yeah, dude! Like this new strain, like the fucking blueberry waffle Kush. Yo, dude, I don't as smoke I'm, weed. As I'm as I'm smoking some sour diesel lemon Kush. <laughs> even better, even better. To be fair, I don't have a problem with weed. I just want to make that crystal clear. <laughs> no, I'm not coming after you, bro. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's all good, dude. I don't think you would, dude. I think we're good after this. this oh yeah, two oh, yeah. plus hour. Well, I don't even know. What, I think two we're and pushing half three. I think now. we're gonna probably start rapping <laughs> you know what I'm saying? dude i've been having a blast tonight yeah this me has been too. fun thanks for having me boys like yeah hell yeah, yeah dude was there any other like i know joel you made it sound like you had some like pretty specific promoter questions you wanted to ask me was oh. there anything you guys didn't get to ask me or like any of you joseph fucking casey anthony no i got to ask my like my I feel my like specific I got questions a... i think yeah i feel like there's um, stuff in there but i do yeah. have a, a shout out actually um Oh my god! I shouldn't have said that before I got the name up. <laughs> um, you guys talk Mikey. for a minute. Talk. Oh uh, yeah. So uh, so Joseph wears glasses. I wear a hat. Um, <laughs> and you don't even wear the logo on your jersey, dude. <laughs> shout out. So you remember last episode, Dave Haley, what Australia. Up? I asked if there's any uh, Cali Death podcast listeners in Australia, and Nick Morgan hit us up. He says, "I'm from." australia and love the podcast he's sick been to the u.s to come to festivals here wow and uh he says we just don't get the stack brutal death metal lineups that you guys get that's and to that i have to say come out to some shows and hang out and uh also bring out disentomb because they're fucking sick and bring out dave haley with you yeah just bring him him. by himself just bring him (laughs) but shout out to nick morgan And all the other Australian Cali Death fans. Because he made it sound like it's really hard to get out of there, dude. So just bring Dave only. We just want Dive Hiley. Dive. (laughs) Dive Dive. Hiley. 
our last episode was Dave Dave Haley from Psychroptic. Joel, do you oh, know yes. Psychroptic? Yes. Sick, dude. I think yeah. did I booked him a couple years ago, Joel. I think I did, right? Uh, I think you might have. Yeah, yeah. I think you did, actually. The yeah. cannabis I'm to the, I'm to the point oh. where I don't remember, guys. I have to like ask the people That's to come okay, to my shows. Yeah. Like, yeah, did I, I book totally them? I'm I I said brain drill and odious mortem. Yeah. There's like two three more bands on that that thing you just yeah. don't remember anymore dude yeah. and Bomber, dude. i was like oh this it's funny that this episode started with how we yeah. could figure out our earliest memories but I'm, my memory shit after oh, that dude, so <laughs> shit. Dude. Bro, bro if my girlfriend puts my keys somewhere that's not where i leave them when i get home i have a fucking goddamn like baby meltdown dude because <laughs> i can't remember a fucking thing i always tell her like hey honey thanks for loving me even though i have the short-term memory of a goldfish <laughs> yeah and she's like she's like honey goldfish don't have a memory and i'm like that's my fucking point <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i put my keys in a place and i can't find them so like i don't have I literally a bought a magnetic keychain to stick them to my bag dude well there's that new apple tag thing the new apple tag where it's like a little oh, the, the, oh yeah you can hook it thing. up to your phone the, t- or the tile or whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. you could just like like gps is where your keys are and shit like figure it out it's actually pretty fucking maybe i should get that yeah yeah i was thinking about putting one on my cat you know just for fun <laughs> dude <laughs> actually that's a super smart idea bro right yeah you gotta be making I mean, dog tags is sagan uh outdoor indoor He's not, but it's for fun, you know. Like, where is he? Dude? Just where is he in the house? Where, where is he hiding in the house tonight? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm like back that. I'm back that. Pool table. Oh shit! Dude. All right, well, fuck yeah, Joel, dude. I fucking love your podcast. I, I, you know, it was awesome to be on it, and I was fucking... very, very entertained on his. Uh, I'll admit, it was the only, uh, the only podcast that I listened to. But I did want to, dude. I have a massive list of podcasts that I listen. At work, that's all I do is just one ear. Yeah. So it's like, and I'm not saying I want to work that in more, you know, but it's on my subscriber list. You thank know, you, yeah. bro. Thank yes. you. Yeah. It Joel, is. Thank go. you for being on the show. Everyone yeah. should go yeah. subscribe to Joel Cupcake for sure. Yes, yeah. for sure. Joe, Ca- Joe Cupcake Live. Love. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. And one of the and, sweetest men in the fucking industry. And if you want to find me on the internet, you can just go to google.com and type in Joel Cupcake. And Dude. I'm the first like five things to pop up. That's that's the way to go. Fuck you know, if if Hell you yeah. make enough of a splash, you just you want, want shit. You want to know what's hilarious about that fact I just read off? I still can't get that stupid blue check mark on any of these fucking mm. social media platforms. <laughs> what it, what do you even have to do to get that? You have to Dude, have a certain I, amount of followers. Dan Kenny's got it. You gotta you have, have to like, beat fuck. all the levels in Zelda. Dude, yeah, so that's the problem. I didn't finish Zelda. Prove it on your phone. And then like <laughs> Yeah. Well, dude, my son's definitely fucking ready twice. Then, dude, he should already have two blue checks, dude. Yeah. Can we can we uh, announce next week's guest? Because they said they on their podcast they said they were doing it. So I think we're clear to announce it. Boom. Anthias coming on. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. coming I, next week. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. and Cheney finally just got signed to Metal Blade too. This Congrats. guy, I know. I know. Yeah, dude. Perfect timing. Big, Perfect timing. Big, big fucking announcement this last i literally week, was so. just texting them because i listened to that last podcast and was cracking up because they 
<laughs> they so went funny. out they went out and celebrated and got hammered and they came back into the podcast yeah <laughs> dude and so they're awesome. just all drunk it's like a 30 minute podcast and i'm just going like let's see oh, i'm gonna check that all, out dude. he's all oh, they're fucking, awesome He's all these drinks at down over this place in Santa Cruz. They do triple shots, dog. I It was funny. I, I literally texted him. I was like, you guys need to do more of those drunk podcasts. And then Hell yeah. they, res- they responded to me. I was like, we do more than you know. And I was like, well, <laughs> maybe uh, this Thursday might be a, a little sauce. Slosh fest. Dude. A little saucy. Maybe, I was thinking maybe going over there and like having like a th- wait, well, three people. Why in not, one frame. Dude? Funny, Why man. not? Are we tight? You could do that. It'd as long funny. as we Different. can hear yeah. everybody, who gives a fuck? Yeah, yeah who gives a piss? I'll, also, have you guys ever heard of the band from the East Bay called Splattered? I've heard of the name for sure. First off, their last record is in Spain. You would all like it. But Anthony, of Splattered Anthony, Cadaver. Yeah. Oh. Anthony looks just like Travis, their guitar player. Hell yeah. And like what you kind of talk, you kind of talk like him too. Doppelganger Travis, what's going down, brother? So we're gonna start calling you uh Travis. Give it up for two. splattered, bro. <laughs> splattered. Give it up for embalmer, dude. Give it up yeah. for embalmer, dude. <laughs> Embalmed. Hey, hey, everybody. Hey, hey. What's up, hey. dude? This has been another episode <laughs> of the Cali Death Podcast, dude. 32. Wait, no, 31. 31. <laughs> Shit, I'm fucking moving ahead now, guys. Come on. <laughs> You're time traveling with us with that booze. <laughs> I think I am, dude. You're just so eager to keep going, dude. <laughs> bro, well, you're okay. Bro, you've had hella Thanks, booze, Casey. Dude. Yeah, there it is. We can wrap it up okay. now. Let's well, wrap it up. Full we're, circle. Twitch, we're good. Twitch homies that still stuck around, thank you so much. YouTube homies that stuck around, thank you so much. And uh, Cali Death Podcast is wrapping one up again. Uh, hit up fucking Joel Cupcake Live on all the platforms yes, sir. Uh, cali death podcast on all instagram youtube fucking facebook hit all the buttons and shit we love you guys oh we didn't even mention it and now nobody's gonna even know 666 subscribers fucking <laughs> my my high school self is like yay anton levey <laughs> all right guys we'll see you next week and theos <laughs>